Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 121 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, July 9th, 2014, and my name is Dan Gorman. Dear Diary, tonight I'm seeking off to an abandoned taffy factory to look for treasure. Also, if boys had uteruses, they'd be called deuteruses. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons. Now, Lizzie... Are you a cat person or a dog person, or do you have 100% human DNA? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Greg LeGrow, and I've been going to this high school for seven and a half years. (laughs) I'm I'm no no dummy. dummy. (laughs) (laughs) This snow is made of pure... (laughs) This mountain is made of pure snow. Do you know the market value of this mountain? (laughs) Oh, oh man, so good! That was ostensibly a kids' movie, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. With a whole lot of coke references, <laughs> snorting Jello. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome to the show for another week. As oh. Scott Ackerman hey. says, my name's Dan Gorman, though. Welcome yeah. back. I am yeah. Scott Ackerman. Thank you. I am back. You. Uh, I was gone last week. Yeah. How's your little tummy, buddy? It's really good. Uh, yeah. It's fine now. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are listening, thank you for reaching out. Those of you, some people sent on Twitter that they hoped I felt better. Oh. Strange Jason and some other people. Thanks. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what happened last week was I woke up on our day of recording, mm-hmm. felt a little gross in my stomach. I thought maybe just general uh, gut issues. Maybe mm-hmm. I was a little bloated or something. Uh, sure. Continued to hurt more, yeah, cramps, maybe, because <laughs> uh, I because I do have acid reflux, so sometimes my stomach hurts. Sure, uh, and continued to hurt for a while until I couldn't move from how much it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I was like, well, this sucks. I need to podcast later. And a lot of stuff that I probably was just like worrying about to forget that I hurt so much in my stomach, I felt like crying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at which point my girlfriend was like, I'm going to uh, call you an ambulance because you can't move. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. There was like an ambulance. Oh, involved. yeah. I rode an ambulance straight to the hospital. You and by, by that point, uh, I was crying from how much it hurt because, boy, uh, did this hurt. <laughs> and yeah. so on that note, I have a life tip for everyone. Yeah. Don't ever have kidney stones because <laughs> uh, that's what it turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they cause this uh, type of pain called renal colic pain, which, according to the Wikipedia, is one of the worst sensations ever recorded or something along those lines oh. and generally considered worse than childbirth. Oh. 
Oh, I don't know. So to about put a that. positive spin on this, our little Dan gave birth this week. <laughs> yeah, to something so small, I wanted to crush it angrily because of how small it was. Did when, you keep it? Did they bring no. it to you? Like, no, no. Well, you are. They were like, "Here's a bunch of morphine." At which point, I was turned up. <laughs> um, I got a lot of. I was re- uh, also when I was high on morphine, I started making finger gun uh, and shooting noises at my girlfriend for some reason. <laughs> I, I'll tell you why, because you. You're awesome. Apparently, I kept going, pew, 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 <laughs> and then pointing my fingers at her. I don't know why. Dan Gorman knows how to get fucked up. <laughs> um, but the morphine was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they said they were going to give me some time all threes, but they didn't. Liars. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but eventually, they were just like, it's either about to pass or has already passed. And I was like, well, I feel like you should know uh, yeah. <laughs> one or the other. But they, yeah, they just sent me home. I was confused by that. Yeah, but, you, but it's all out of your. But they sent me there. home, and I hung out, watched some movies uh, for the rest of the day on the couch with some Tylenol, and then uh, eventually just went to the washroom, and it came out. It's not like on Seinfeld when uh, Kramer is walking around and it's about to come out, and he and yeah. spills everything. No, it just came out, and I was like, "Well, that's the smallest thing that's ever made me pull a dinosaur junior, aka puke and cry." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good. don't do that. Yeah. Don't get a kidney stone. Stay hydrated. Eat less yeah. sodium. Do you think maybe it was just that your your kidney stones were bad? Maybe mine would be great. Oh, yeah. maybe you should try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe you don't give birth to good uh, to good kidneys. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. No, it was not great. I don't know about the whole worse than childbirth thing. Yeah. That seems like maybe the person that edited that Wikipedia was a dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would think probably. <laughs> yeah, Take yeah. this, women. <laughs> Ours is actually worse. Uh, no, but uh, it's not fun. No. You no. fall. You fall on the ground and you can't move. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad you're all better. Yeah, it's, yeah. it was all right. It was so an experience. the week before, I spent uh, a couple hours in the most horrifying uh, nausea I've ever had. Oh God, what yeah. happened? Then Dan, yeah, uh, has rocks in his in his balls. Yeah. <laughs> In my kidney. <laughs> here, comes, here comes old ball rocks. Yeah. Uh, so what are you going to do, Casey? I yeah. don't know. How am I going to top that? I don't how know. am I going to top, top uh, rocks in your ball? Top yeah. that. Yeah. Top that. Come on. Maybe I'll just do a little rap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure some. I'll figure out some way to yeah. become ill. Yeah. yeah. Ha- have something while. come out of your body that you yeah, weren't that you were playing. Yeah, that you weren't playing. Yeah, Should it be something new or should it be something that was originally intended to stay inside my Something just unawares. Yes. No, something. anything can come out of my body. I think so. It should be something new, never recorded by humankind of coming out of bodies. I think that's, you should aim for that. Guinness world record stuff. Yeah, don't be lazy. Can I swallow something and then have that come out of my body? Oh, man. Is that cheating? Well, I disagree. I don't. Th- I don't think you should. You do can that. do that. Yeah, I just don't, don't know if it'll count. Don't tell yeah. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how official any of this is anyway. Um, well, uh, another plug from me. Uh, I'm assuming that was my plug. Shout out kidney stones. Uh, <laughs> uh, as a, your PSA. That was my kidney stones. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> um, super quick shout out. I'm going to be on uh, What She's Having, uh, a romantic oh, comedy yeah. cool podcast uh, today. As of uh, this episode dropping, it should be online. So go check it out. Uh, I believe their episodes do go up on rewatchability.com. And I'm there talking about They Came Together, which I would have talked about last week right. here. So 
go uh, check that out and hear all my thoughts about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I agree. When I was listening to the episode you guys did, I was like, Greg nailed it. Like, oh, like good. it's really, really funny. I laughed straight through it. Yeah. And I did, like you, Greg, miss sort of like the dizzy, bizarre heights that Wet Hot reaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think it'll like over time be better and better and better. Because like the yeah, first time I, I saw it... Wet Hot, I was like, I really like this, but it's it's a lot and then yeah. as the years went on i was like this is yeah, brilliant. every time you watch it you like yeah. it a little bit more yeah for sure it's probably i think it's i'll definitely watch it again yeah it's one of those uh, that'll lend itself to multiple watches yeah it'll which lend i didn't i wasn't sure about because it is such a specific uh genre that yeah. they're sending up but uh it's just a, it's it's just stupid enough all yeah. the time like it just doesn't care ever yeah. <laughs> so i think it'll lend itself like you said to rewatches and i feel like it'll be one that i i, I reach for like when I'm in the mood for like I, I don't actually want to watch a romantic comedy but I want to laugh a lot so maybe yeah. I'll just put this like middle like it's I feel like it'll lend itself to I don't know what to watch I'll just put this on again yeah yeah. Um, as long as we're bringing up uh, the movies that we did last uh, last week yeah. I can't believe I omitted this from my Transformers 4 review oh uh, that um, Mark Wahlberg's character's name is Cade Yeager oh yeah <laughs> so chew on that for a while yeah why? Uh, I don't know. Because fucking <laughs> Michael Bay is out of his mind. <laughs> Caster Troy. Kade Yeager. Uh, right. It's just a lot of bullshit. Uh, yeah. Wait, Caster well, Troy, no, that, that was a John Woo movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was going to say, well, that name's got like a little bit of flow to it, at least. Kade yeah. Yeager. Kade Yeager. It sounds like... So, it's. It sounds like... Some sort of a like in nondescript euphemism that you go, oh, this guy's a real Cade Yager. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy really yags my cake. Oh, man. Stop yagging my cake, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was one of one of the stupidest things about the movie. It's super totally. stupid, I bet. Yeah. I, I have a sick fascination about that movie, but I'm not going to go see it. I feel like I'll try it on Netflix, maybe, yeah, see yeah. what happens. Try it on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, as long as we're doing catch-up stuff, and I, are we officially in the itty bitty tidbit committee here? Sure, let's just jump. Let's in. jump let's just into say it. We are. Yeah. All right. And say we have been. Yeah. I hope you've been enjoying. Yeah. It. <laughs> uh, well, I couldn't fully enjoy it. I didn't know we were. Yeah, in the yeah. Midst of I it. know, but that, think back, and you'd be like, you know what? We were there the whole time. Oh yeah. shit! Remember? Yep. <laughs> and also, well, some itty bitties came out of my tidbit, so we years. must have been in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was wonderful. <laughs> Um, wait, real quick, Dan Gorman, what did you think of Uncle Cracker, which we naturally assumed oh, was your favorite uh, album? You guys were, yeah. you nailed it. I think yeah, my we're, favorite we're album ever. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. No, it was like, uh, you, I was, um, I don't believe that you guys brought up the intro track off the top where Kid Rock is No, uh, is talking, talking about putting a cra- condom on. No, he's talking about, was that what yours was? I listened to it and it's like cr- Uncle Cracker and Kid Rock are on a subway, st- on a subway train and Uncle Cracker's like... This this stops my next stop and and Kid Rock's like yo man he's like teaching him how to like you yo man you got those beats I gave you you got those rhymes I gave you and Cracker's like yeah man yeah I, leave I, me do, alone do you think <laughs> you got him <laughs> and Cracker's like getting off like in Hollywood basically he's like you're gonna be a star man just go out there and do what I told you with those beats and those rhymes and Uncle Cracker's like all right man I'll go and like gets off the subway at the end of the intro and then the first song starts but isn't there some reference to Squeezing the top before you roll it probably on down I don't or know. something. I can't remember that. Yeah, because like I wasn't really listening. Then I was like, "Is he teaching him how to put a condom on?" <laughs> hey, Uncle Cracker, you got those domes I gave you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me show you how to put but this all up I on your penis. Him, okay, so here's this banana right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No, it was terrible. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm really glad. And I didn't understand, like, it was one of those things, like, who is this for? Like, and, and, and also, some of the beats were so bad. Like, there was a hi-hat sound on one of those tracks where I was like, how is was this for public consumption? It sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounded like a lot of karaoke. Yeah. yeah right on. Oh, good. I'm glad you both hated it. Yeah. Um, well, should we talk? What do you do? We want to talk about Video Vengeance, or do you want to talk about the movie we watched? Let's talk about Video Vengeance. In the okay. Movie. So last Sunday was Video Vengeance yes. at Kitch in Toronto. That's right. We screened Robo Vampire, a yep. movie near and dear to maybe only my heart. <laughs> what a nice uh, turnout, too. Thanks yes. For oh yeah, we got uh, we got a really good our turnout. best turnout yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, people for were the most incoherent film we've yeah. shown. <laughs> oh my god! Well. It, that, the amazing thing is, we showed four films at once. Yeah, right? <laughs> literally, uh, Robo Vampire, possibly directed by Godfrey Ho. Right? Um, maybe not. He's he this... doesn't remember. He has a hundred and nineteen film credits to yeah. his name as a director, and all of his films are multiple movies cut right, right. together. All cut together. So yeah. it's, it, I can imagine some of the footage. I'm like, I have seen this in some other movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it tells. Uh, Two stories, seemingly. A, a woman uh, is kidnapped and they need to get her back from right. a sort of POW kind of situation. Sure. And also a cop dies and is returned as a sort of robot who doesn't yep. wear any metal. Just like a, like a silver It's just suit. like a silver... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, with silver <laughs> hockey pads. And he, he walks around fighting a uh, ghost who's in love with a werewolf vampire. Right. Well, he mostly yeah. just walks around. Yeah. Mostly. Well, there's a whole but, scene where he walks out into the beach and then disappears into fire and then comes back for no reason and the scene continues. Yeah. yeah. There, but I feel <laughs> yeah. like there's other, there was other stories going on, too. Like the, all the there's mustache drug trafficking. Guys yeah, there were mustache oh, guys yeah. with little hats. Yeah. yeah. The little hats were my favorite part of the movie. They, they were really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's. There was stuff that I felt like didn't play well on the big screen because there's yeah. a scene where they're finding the drugs in a big cross, and this woman comes out and she's a woman priest and she has an assault rifle and she starts shooting all the drug cartel dudes, yeah. and then she runs and jumps out a window, and there's this really quick shot that I must have rewound like a hundred times on home video. Where it's a stunt double crashing out of the window and rolling down a hill, and it's just a dude with a gray wig on, <laughs> and it is like so clearly just they Amazing. did just like not wearing the same clothes, has a huge like gray afro wig, and then she, and then it lands and she's like a woman with like flowing blonde hair, and you're like, what the fuck. <laughs> That's amazing because they went to all the trouble to do the stunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to throw an idiot out of a window. Yeah. But they could not be bothered to... Well, he clearly doesn't care. Or whoever put, made this doesn't care because it's completely incoherent. There's no there's no plot whatsoever. It just it's just scenes of things happen. Stops. Yeah, at the yeah, end of the movie, it's it literally just, like, stops. just stops. No, this it, movie doesn't it, end. It stops. No, and it doesn't even have credits at the end. It no, just no. goes to black. <laughs> That's it. It might as well In just be like... In the middle of the scene, basically. Vampires, vampires, and then it just... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then and that's it. get out of here. Yeah, go <laughs> home. Get the fuck out of this theater. Why did you watch this far? In? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they just they filmed it up to the point where somebody watching was like, "I'm not watching anymore." And they were like, "I guess that's it." <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then we've cut. got a movie. Yeah. yeah. Tell us at which point you'd like us to turn the movie off. Here, okay, we'll end it. Yeah, um, there, there's something about that movie that I love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's total madness. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny how utterly bonkers it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. It does not give a fuck. No. Yeah. Well, that was a nice time. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, uh, check out Robo Vampire if you're interested in that kind of stuff. It's yeah. bizarre. <laughs> you should. It's pretty funny. Um, speaking of things to check out, uh, while I was recovering, mm-hmm. I watched a movie on Netflix. Yeah. And I mentioned to Greg that this was on Netflix because we had made fun of this film yes. when the trailers came out. Yes. Uh, it's called Grand Piano, mm-hmm. starring John Cusack. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, uh. Elijah Proto. Wood, Eli- yeah, yeah, in there, yeah, he's in there, and uh, and uh, Alex Winter, yep, awesome, yeah, yeah, and so the trailer Who's was lost the weight. He's like Bill and Ted oh, Three, really? come on, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and his, his fuck man, I I hope they're both pushing for it, yeah, yeah, that would be great, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and his ears were big. I thought. <laughs> Did you say the yeah. first the first shot of him? Like he's from the front, and his ears are sticking out. And I was like, "This is weird." It looked. <laughs> it was a weird shot. I don't know why. But is that what this movie's about? This movie is about. So we laughed at the trailer because it's about uh, Elijah Wood plays a uh, a, a piano virtuoso who hasn't played in many years because mm-hmm. of a horrible sort of fuck up on a very important concert back in his past and he's finally sort of gained the uh i don't know what like just he's worked back his mentor up. has died and he's gonna do this in tribute yes and play on his piano his mentor's right. piano this like exceedingly hard uh piece of of music mm-hmm. with a big orchestra it's a big yeah. deal and uh while he's playing he's flipping the music and there's a note in the in the uh in the margins of the music that basically says like if you hit a wrong note i'm gonna shoot you with this sniper rifle and then a little yeah. laser dot and the rest appears on him and the rest of the movie is sort yeah. of a lot of contrivances and yeah. crazy madcap it's shenanigans. Big, it's like phone booth. Like, yeah. you can't leave the piano. And yeah. Then he gets an earpiece so he can listen to John Cusack tell yeah. him, don't you fuck this up. And he's trying to like... <laughs> so the rest of the movie is Cusack in his ear saying, don't fuck up. Absolutely. <laughs> play the right note. Play the right note. Yeah. <laughs> play the right note now. There's um, a lot of that where I'm like, you should shut up, Yeah, man. like, <laughs> let him play the fucking piano. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of like, uh, of Elijah Wood trying to like type on his cell phone he puts yeah, it yeah. like under his wife does. is in a balcony so that's how he's keeping him there as he's like I'll shoot your wife yeah how is he typing her. while he's playing the piano you gotta see time. the movie to find that out. yeah yeah he types so, with his dick, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right. Dick. <laughs> flop, flop, flop. Um, <laughs> but <an> emoticon, emoticon. <laughs> it's a dick emoticon, no. <laughs> a floppy dick emoticon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> teardrop, teardrop. <laughs> um, Representing. Uh, but this movie, else. this movie is directed by Eugene Mira. I think this yeah. is his debut film. Sure. But I actually kind of liked this movie because it's outrageous trash yeah like gar- like it's just so like preposterous yeah, straight yeah. through but, but the it's direction directed like a classy fucking thriller. it's directed like by like De Palma you know yeah. like hyper yeah, hyper Hitchcock De Palma in the thread that yeah, yeah. The, like there's the split Facebook screens and there's just oh, yeah, it, yeah. insanely gorgeous like sweeping shots yeah, yeah. and stuff and it, actually, but it's, it's the dumbest movie breakneck pace yeah it doesn't <laughs> guy playing piano movie yeah it was almost <laughs> how like lo- how long of a piano piece is it by the way is it he's able to, to like like the the orchestra does things he has little he, little breaks yeah breaks so okay. he leaves the stage yeah. sometimes and runs okay. around and does stuff and the last 15 minutes of this movie yeah bananas yeah. <laughs> i'm it's just like just... what is going on here and then but also like Who the fi- the final shot Who of the movie to make this yeah the final shot of the movie i was kind of like left me on a like i think that was awesome <laughs> like <laughs> like it left me like befuddled about you know like was this awesome i think it might have been awesome i i would disagree at <laughs> the end scene i was like Oh come on! Well, <laughs> what am I? Wa- why did I? There's watch a through this? line of about like whether like some sort of like lost treasure, or, like lost yeah, like f- is, like there's a like 
like a hidden like yeah. like bunch of money and then the, what happens like at the final shot of the movie i was like i kind of like that i don't know but, i feel um, like are we spoiling this movie are people gonna watch this I, no I you know what i should now no okay. i think people should watch this because for me i felt like it was a really good netflix pick like yes it, it was it the was, kind of short thing. it's like an hour and a half and it's just it's bonkers really, really it looks great yeah the shots are beautiful and it's just really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and that's all, all, like if you're one of the if you're like me or like us, where you wake up on you know like Saturday and you're kind of tired and you don't know yeah. what you want to watch and you throw something on and it just like kind of you have fun with it even though it's maybe not great. Yeah. I feel like this would fit that bill perfectly. Yeah, um, and I want to see what this guy does next because the direction is fucking great. It's, it is really good. Yeah, absolutely. Is it a case of where the director is trying to elevate the material, or does he know what he's got on his hands? I think he knows. Like, I, I think th- it's both. Yeah. You know, like the guy who wrote this also did uh, this upcoming movie called Whiplash, uh, starring mm-hmm. uh, Miles Tiller and J.K. Simmons, which oh. is apparently like oh shit, that's fantastic. The, that's the drumming movie. Yes, I saw like a scene from it. Yeah, with this th- faster, slower scene. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Apparently, it's great. J.K. Simmons looks oh, amazing. Oh, somebody was telling it. me about that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, apparently when I was out like, uh, being sick at that bachelor party. Someone was telling me about that scene. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Whiplash is supposed to be incredible. Yeah, and it's written and directed by the guy that wrote Grand Piano. So sweet. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested to see or that as well. Music movies with this guy. <laughs> yeah, movies. Movies. Fucking a man. Yeah. <clears throat> what else? Anything? Uh, uh, are we done in the tidbit committee? I got well, I think usually uh, the IB. TC gives way to the king ring. Yeah, so let's. Oh, uh, right. Are we ready to jump into, into the king uh, ring? Yeah, I yeah, I just got a little. To remind me, I've got a little thing for us to chat about before we go to film release. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you want to do it before king ring? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Because right. I, 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 we all, can all chime in on this a bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to this episode uh, today is uh, now the 9th of July, but yesterday the 8th of July was the release of. The Schomburg Fairs yes. album, I right. Won't Be Afraid. I want to yeah. chime in on this, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, I've had it for a while. A uh, friend of the show, Matt Bain, was uh, uh, in front of all of ours for quite some time, so I got to listen to it and yeah. uh, get geared up for the release of it. It is their final album, uh, yeah. and yeah, I don't want to sound like cliche, but best for last, because it's yeah, yeah. the best album they've ever totally. done. Totally. Yeah. There's I, some really fucking good stuff on this album. Yeah, and I some, still haven't heard it. Some stuff that oh, they really? no, yeah. oh, no. It's streaming on Exclaim as well right now. But wow, I imagine see, if I should have listened to it yeah. there. I have a CD of it, I think, but mm, that's yeah. uh, I don't have any way to play CDs. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, though, it's probably on Bandcamp now that they released it. Or yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, um, your record player. There's a CD yeah. player. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, oh, there you go, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, good job, dumb. No, but they've heard it at like I've I've been playing at the bar. I've heard I've heard elements of it. Yeah, and what i've heard is very exciting yeah it's yeah. really cool and it's really like this band has been part of the toronto scene for uh you know about a decade yeah uh and and, and there's stuff on this album that they've been playing forever but have never Drunkard's recorded Prayer, yeah yeah uh which is kind of their signature tune yeah. for their live shows and they just knock it out of the park every time so it's really great to have a record yeah. like this and it's to watch the evolution of this band over the last since i've known them since 2006 or whatever it was uh, is amazing when, when they went from just uh, such a, a kind of relentless, uh, you know, punk backbeat with with banjo and and, and uh, gospel and folk yeah. folk ideas, but it was really, uh, uh, you know, just a pummeling live show to, to all the textures and dynamics that yeah. are going on now. Matt has developed into such a outrageously good guitar player. Yeah, the solos so on this album, um, oh and my some, God. In, and they've started to like. I feel like they're using wah on this more yeah. than I've ever heard them use before yeah. on the on the song uh, Razor. 
Yeah, like oh, there's some really really cool change-ups with the wah guitar and and like tempo change-ups that are aren't usually like I mean they've done tempo change-ups before, but like just sure. really really like 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 the composition of that song is something that I haven't really heard from them before, and you're just like holy shit, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really just uh, what what they've evolved into, which keeps that sort of country and some punk ethics yeah. going on, but using some sludge rock and stoner rock happening as well as the gospel. Yeah. It's a really, really unique mixed bag. And uh, lyrically, it's outstanding. Matt's a great writer. Yeah. And his lyrics are dark. (laughs) Although there's, uh, you know, uh, some moments of, uh, I guess, uh, some hopeful moments. Yeah. Throughout this album, which is really cool, too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I have all of their albums, and this is my favorite one so far. Um yeah, what a treat. Yeah. Uh, you can go to schomburgfair.ca, C-A? I believe it is. Yeah, schomburgfair.ca to check out the album. It's probably streaming on Bandcamp as yeah. well. Uh, Definitely listen Matt to it. Matt will be an upcoming guest on Time Bandits. Uh, we'll talk more about it there. Yeah. But uh, what a treat this album is. Yeah, you got to hear it. If you listen, if you live in Toronto and you like uh, any of those genres, yeah. you got to. Yeah. Absolutely one of the best albums of the year. Uh, Fair, I won't be afraid. Please check it out. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, should we get into the King Ring? Yeah, let's uh, get into the King Ring. Actually, sir, just one other little uh, Oh, my God. Uh, it's not, uh, as this uh, episode drops on uh, the Wednesday, it yeah. will have been the day before. But as of recording right now, it's Greg LeGros' birthday today. Yay. Yeah, that's right. He's an older gentleman. I am a yeah, state, <laughs> stately gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, mm. So happy birthday! Hey, thanks. Yeah, happy birthday, man! Yep. Now, uh, shut up about it. Okay. Yeah, God. I'm, well, it's a little late in the evening for me, so I'm gonna turn in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might, might want to have a little nap. Yeah, it's almost six. Why I'm don't you have there. a can of Insure yeah. and then take, <laughs> take a little nap? You'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what did you guys watch this week in advance of some new uh, Stephen King adaptations? Well, yeah. as the uh, uh, big screen adaptations of The Stand and Stephen King's It are on the way, Casey and I are watching a bunch of Stephen King miniseries because that's where those two properties are most well known for their yeah. filmed. Uh, well, not, not well. Anyway, uh, we've yeah. been watching all the Stephen, not all of, but a lot of Stephen King miniseries to see why they suck so bad. And, w- is and, there if, any they're, hope and if they're getting better, yeah, right. Today's uh, today's foray into the King Ring uh, uh, asked the question: Has time um, taught directors how to adapt a uh, right. Stephen King? Because <laughs> this faithfully. is directed by Mick Garris, Mick Garris. yeah, long time, uh, long ad- time, like um, Stephen King, Stephen King adapter, <laughs> adapter, <laughs> very good. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, long time cohort. Yeah, back in yeah. bo- I thought cinematic back mediocrity. Bones. Was written specifically as a miniseries. No, no it was that a, is incorrect. Yeah, no, no it was a novel. It was, it was some book that yeah. I have not read. No, I haven't read a Stephen King book. And the book was ninety eight. Mm-hmm. A long time, ninety eight. Huh? Yeah, uh, that's well, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, where did I drop off? I don't know. Probably around Dolores Claiborne, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like uh, I think um, actually I think Four Past Midnight was the last. Thing yeah, yeah. That was definitely the in the neighborhood for me too. Yeah. Anyway, so I never read Bag of Bones. Uh, so went in a, into it kind of blind. Mm-hmm. Also, the I think it's the most or recent uh, adaptation, uh, like in terms of miniseries. Yeah, it's I mean, other than, than that Under the Dome thing. Oh, yeah, yeah which uh, is like... Yeah. Which is a show, yeah. Because this was 2011. I've seen, so, I've seen yeah. a few episodes of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's different. Yeah. Um, Apparently, that's a cow squashing good time. Uh, yeah, that cow getting cut in half in the mm-hmm. first episode is pretty sweet. Pretty great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This, however... Yeah. 
is is a well, it's about a uh, writer. Yeah, it's <laughs> what a do you Stephen know? Stephen King property, so it's about <laughs> a writer. Every, now, this is not by uh, choice or like we didn't plan it out, but every single uh, Stephen King miniseries that we have watched has featured a character, if not the lead character, who is a writer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just so sick of it. Can he not think of anything else? Like, does he not know that other uh, occupations? There are exist? so many jobs. Yeah. Everybody is a writer. <laughs> and then one writer said to the other writer, "Scary skeleton." <laughs> um, yeah. So it's about a writer played by Piers Brosnan. Yeah. Um, who? It's okay. This he he goes out to his cottage to. Feel bad about his wife's murder, and he has to write another book. No, she's a murder. Death, she's, uh, her she's death, yeah. and he's tormented by a singer's ghost. Yeah, and also the, the ghost of his story. wife, who wants him to write another book. Right, and his agent, played by Jason Priestley. Yeah, who wants him there to you write go. Another book. Yeah, who was not in this nearly enough. No, no, absolutely not. And I was like, when's he gonna freak out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted. I, I was watching it. I was watching it like <laughs> it was Brandon all grown up. Absolutely. Yeah, he had the Brandon hairdo in it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the difference between okay, so we want this is the most recent, and we watched the first. Yeah. Salem's Lot was shot well and had, I'll say, acceptable acting. Um, it had some acceptable. <clears throat> yes. Not the worst. Nothing was really cringeworthy, you know. Just what's his face? There was some and stuff that was. There were some accents that were cringeworthy. Okay, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, but like Jeffrey Lewis is a fine actor. There's nothing like wrong with sure. this process. And even the guy from Starsky and Hutch is like whatever. He's just there. Yeah. Having that weird haircut. Uh, <laughs> but all the ones in the middle, the acting is. Absurdly bad. Absurdly bad. Yeah. Which surprises me. I don't know why, because I assume in 2011 people would, I don't know. It, it just, I remember when this came out and I remember mm. seeing all the promos and thinking, like, oh, cool. Well, like, this looks really like. This is background good. to the acting's not terrible. The acting's not terrible, but the the entire thing feels very much like it was produced in 1995. Yeah, yeah well, I guess hiring Nick Garris. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But but like like everything from the uh, from the way it's shot, yep. to um, the some of the CGI effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end part. All right, we'll get okay, there. We'll get there. It's yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious. I will say on the first for the first half an hour of this, I was like, all right. I think I might be okay with this because Pierce Brosnan started off actually. I was like, you know, this is a pretty good performance. He was all right. I like <laughs> Annabeth Gish. I've always been a fan of hers. Sure. Um, uh, but Pierce, and I was like, okay, I don't know what accent he's supposed to be having here. Yeah. Where also, here's Matt a Frewer is his brother. Matt, Matt Frewer, uh, it, with his Canadian accent, is <laughs> his, is his brother, yeah. and and Pierce Brosnan just has his Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, voice, he's not and even it's trying. Never explained. No. Like at least one line <laughs> that goes like, "Oh, hey, brother, who grew up in Canada, whilst I grew up in England." That's all you had to do. It. it would have been less yeah. clunky. Yeah, Matt Frewer sounds like a Canadian Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's he looks like one too, and that's Absolutely. why I love Matt yeah, Frewer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I love Matt Frewer's the shit. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I was like, okay, this performance is pretty good. He's really he's you know he's selling the grief of his wife getting smoked by a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then just nothing happens at it's, all. It's nothing. it's like ninety minutes of him being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it. And why does his agent come to his? wife's funeral to be like listen bud you got to write a book yeah like, tomorrow this guy's a seasoned writer this is basically he's basically stephen king yeah like a super successful novelist whose yeah. wife was just hit by a bus 
Yeah. And then it's like, oh, man. Dean Koontz is working on a book, so you better write one. <laughs> yeah, like it's fucking schedule a meeting, you yeah, fucking what? shark. Right, like, like they've just like literally the the coffin has just dropped, and Priest is like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm really sorry about your wife, but you want to write another book? And he just put one out. Yeah, like just. But the whole thing is like, oh, you're not at number one. If you want to get to number one, you have to write another book. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how it works either. Um, uh, Well, actually, the the first thing that happens that made me laugh was it says Stephen King's, you know, like, you know, Stephen King's, whatever. And it says Stephen King's bag of bones. (laughs) And I just found that, I like that as a proprietary statement. This is Stephen King's bag of bones. (laughs) No touching. Do not touch it. Yeah. Um, Oh, and there's a couple of just adorable little... I don't know if these references are in the book, but if they are, fuck Stephen King for doing this. But in in this, uh, there's a couple little adorable references to Stephen King. Like, he's at a book signing. Well, there's a list of them on the uh, Wikipedia. Is there really? Yeah, so... The first one is this guy uh, who's who's in line uh, at a book signing, and he's like... uh, and and Pierce Brosnan's like, hey, oh. who are you? And he's like, I'm your number one fan. Right. And it's like, all right, that's a pretty obvious nod, but I'll let it go. And yeah. then uh, his wife, uh, who's alive at the time, right, um, is like, oh well, have fun with Annie Wilkes over here. Yeah. And it's like, can you not beat it over the head? <laughs> and then hopefully you won't have too much <clears throat> misery with that. Tommy Knockers is is another book. Um, and then, and then there's another woman when uh, Jason Priestley's telling him, he's like, uh, you know, your book's at like number four or something, but there's a lot of people who put out books uh, uh, at the same time, like, you know, oh. Patterson yeah, and yeah, Grisham, yeah. and I hear there's another Bachman book coming, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. fuck, <laughs> um, shut up. Wikipedia also says Matt Frewer played the trash can man in The Stand, right. uh, just him being here, uh, was a connection to his other work. Uh, wow. He's looking for cute clues in a crossword puzzle, comes up with the phrase, booyah, moon. Which is a fictional word in Lisey's story. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, somebody excellent. mentions a character from It. And oh. uh, somebody mentions the sheriff. Somebody mentions Alan Pangborn, who is the sheriff from uh, Not Needful Things. Right. And there's a couple others. Well. Just just packed with inside jokes. Yeah. 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 Well, it certainly doesn't uh, alleviate the boredom. No, <laughs> at all. No, this movie is bag of boring. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Boring of bones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, just nothing. The, the It's it's in two sections. Mm-hmm. The first section, zero happens. Nothing at all. Absolutely He nothing. goes out to the, the cottage to stay out there to write this book and, and to ponder whether or not she was having an affair uh, because he found out that when she died, she was pregnant, but apparently his balls don't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he's like, uh, well, it couldn't have been mine. My balls don't work. Yeah. Yeah, originally. I don't even have rocks in my originally balls. They were gonna, in there. Originally, yeah. they were going to title it Bag of Balls. <laughs> <laughs> bag of useless balls, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, so he's like, oh, so he's obsessed with like this affair, like, oh my God, she's had this affair. And then that whole thing is just completely dropped because like, oh, the guy that you were seen with or that she was seen with was your brother. Oh, mystery solved. And he's gay. Uh, oh yeah. And he's Matt Frewer and he's gay and Canadian. Um, Uh, but no, that takes a long it, it time do, to come up. It, it does take a long time to That's come like up, but it, it's just kind of like halfway through episode two. But then the way it's explained is that oh no, she, uh, 
she, she, he thought that she was going up to the lake house to see a dude. Yeah. But it turns out she was going up there because she was pregnant. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't want. I don't care about spoiling this. Yeah. Thing. No. 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 Thing, we right? are spoiling this thing. Uh, yeah. The the inhabitants of the town are cursed because uh, the the men of the town uh, rape this jazz singer. Yeah. In uh for a made t- for TV movie. I did not like that scene. No. Uh, I mean, I don't like a scene where a woman gets raped anyway, no. but I was like, uh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, she was basically worried that Pierce Brosnan was going to kill their kid. Because what happens is these guys in the, uh, what, I don't know, the 30s or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, uh, rape and kill this jazz singer and her daughter. They drown the daughter. Yeah. And while she's dying, she's like, I curse all of you. You're all cursed now. Uh, you'll all drown your own daughters and your sons will drown their daughters yeah. like you've done to mine. Okay. And I was like, is she magic? When did this put it? Yeah, yeah, like she's just a jazz lot? singer. Yeah. <laughs> has this? Has that stuff happened over and over again? Yes. Like, okay. Which comes yeah, like slowly, everybody's killing these, their daughters. Okay. Yeah. In, in or this trying to. Yeah. So. Okay, because I was, yeah. I so, want, yeah. Piers Brosnan is part of this bloodline. His great-grandfather or something okay. like that was one of these rapey fellas. And so... <laughs> I guess and they were again knows that, that about this the, and is like found out she was pregnant was going out there trying to solve the mystery so Piers Brosnan wouldn't drown his own daughter. Okay. Yeah. Unborn daughter. Yeah. If it's yeah. a daughter. Just in case. She's like, I gotta go solve the mystery. mystery yeah. Right. The... So but you don't you don't get any real insight on any of this until the very end of the movie, really. No, so it's basically there's a lot of him, but he is getting all like there's all this supernatural shit that just like I don't really that know. just happens and it's not explained or and anything. He like, doesn't seem shocked by it. by it at he's all. He's seeing ghosts and visions. They're he's seeing his dead him. wife. Yeah, he's yeah. kissing them all. Like, oh, yeah, all of the dead out with a ghost. Yeah, he's he makes no out with problem. every ghost yeah, in this yeah. movie, oh and, and every time he does, the ghost turns into a. Yeah, the ghost turns into a shining bathtub lady. Right. Um, Oh, that's another thing. There's the shining bathtub lady thing that happens a lot in this movie. That sounds so weird. The the written, like, you know how uh, all work and no play make Jack a doll boy? There's like a lie still, you bag of bones or something. Yeah. Uh, Something that's repeated over and over again. It's just bizarre because, like, it sounds like there's a really interesting, you know, because I like supernatural stories about that kind of like a curse going down, you know, like by generation and these people. But, like, you you can't. Can't make an entire three-hour miniseries no. where where you're not like letting like you need to tell okay there's a curse on this town yeah and we're all worried that oh we're no gonna... they do they do talk about the curse okay um, so it's not like at the but, end I'm, but they don't but talk it's about like it in any solid percent of the way in is when it, the curse comes up uh, when he's when he's trying to to research the town yeah um, like like the cleaning lady I think tells yeah. him about uh, uh and I think that's at the end of the first half yeah oh no no no. Uh, yeah, because he's running the bath, or because yeah, yeah. she ran the bath. That's where you get your first, like, real shot of a ghost is the end of the first episode. And yes, the cleaning lady does walk in on him. He's like, ha, 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 nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing. I was just fighting with a ghost a second ago. Got to write a book. Fighting with a water ghost. I can't believe how diligent he is to, go- to going back to writing this book when all this shit is going on. He's having crazy visions. Ghosts are jumping out of his bathtub. People are writing shit on it. The fucking f- furniture's flying around. There's messages from his dead wife on the fridge, and he's like, back to work. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Just get out of that town. Okay, so this whole thing was really boring. Yeah. And nothing happened, but <laughs> but then things happened really fast. They got to like, catch this up. Now, before they've, before they've really, yeah, before they've uh, shown the curse, you know, be unleashed, and you don't really know about what's going on yet, 
Pierce Brosnan is this is my favorite thing that happened in the whole thing. Pierce Brosnan's out for a jog. <laughs> <laughs> I have a line written down here. Go. <laughs> and uh and he gets a phone call from his brother and he's like, Yeah, did uh something about a lift? Does that make any sense to you? Did she say no? Okay, I'll see you later. And he gets off the phone with his brother and there's this tree there called the <laughs> called the Green Lady. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, "Hello, Green Lady. How are you today? Oh, that's nice. It's it's a tree. It's a tree that's very much shaped like a woman. Okay. Right. And he just walks up to it and like leans on it, like he puts his hand on it, and then he, <laughs> then uh, there like something happens when he touches it, and he's like, <laughs> and just barfs, just, just puked his. It's face like the tree out. is electric and makes you puke. It's." <laughs> Well, the, the first time he goes up to it, I'm like, hey, is he going to fuck that tree? Yeah, Because right. he's really flirting with the tree. And then, and then, no, he just touches it. And it's like that thing of like where, you know how there's two ways to make it look like somebody's puking. Yeah. Either you give them a mouthful of soup yeah. and, and then they just spit that out. And yeah. that never looks entirely right. No. Or they, they do the thing it's where spray gun. they just, yeah, it's a spray gun taped to the side yeah. of your mouth. And then they just shoot you from the other side. Yeah. Well, that's the way they went with this one. <laughs> But it comes spraying forth like like, like it's a Stan Saturday Money. Night Live. And it's sketch. so he's just screaming Whoa. while it's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so aggressive and out of fucking nowhere. It's, it's like awesome. Why is there this tree there? Does yeah. anyone else know that there's an electric barf tree in this fucking town? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, well, maybe it did, maybe he gets up from it just like. Whew. Yeah, oh, and then he's like, no, "Oh, well, I'm glad that's over." <laughs> no, he's on his yeah, way, and then it, and then it turns into a David Zucker piece. And someone walks by and it's like, "Whoop!" Jesus, that was intense. I guess I better maybe, get back to writing my book. Maybe yeah. it only electrocutes you and makes you barf if you try to fuck it. Yeah. Well, he had an idea that, and then he's like, "I get back to writing my book." Chapter eight, barf town, <laughs> barf tree. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man, that was the best thing that happened. I but that's not the best like, tree-related thing that it's happens. Not, but I laughed like a bastard. Oh, absolutely! I was absolutely oh, delighted by that. Yeah, like and... Finally, something happened. I don't know what that was, but something. Yeah, <laughs> at um... least Pierce Brosnan barfed. <laughs> what was so your? I'll put this in the wind column. What was your favorite tree <laughs> With an thing? Asterisk. Yeah. Uh, well, at the end, he goes back to the tree because right. the, uh, underneath that tree is uh, a bucket of the bodies of the. Uh, the uh, jazz singer and okay. her daughter, yeah. and he's got to pour lie on them. He's yeah. got to disintegrate their bones. <laughs> Otherwise, so the curse is lifted. Okay, right. that's all. Yeah, this that's uh, this movie sounds like you should just have watched Ghost Story instead because that movie is similar in mm. terms of like a curse from a woman. They, you know, like right. yeah. But does that have a, a tree which that makes people barf? Has a superimposed face on it that's like no, it starts slapping him with. Bread. And branches slap him across the face repeatedly. This does it's, sound like a David Zucker or Abrams. Yeah. It, it looks like it too. Yeah. It's yeah. really funny. <clears throat> That's because when I started I'm like, oh, he's fighting a tree. Yeah, <laughs> be, and, but he's just standing there because how do you fight a tree? Right. Especially when you touch it and barf. But <laughs> it, it's just sitting there, and he's standing there, just getting <clears throat> slapped like a bitch. Yep. by a tree. Yeah, so good. It's wonderful, oh, and my. he's trying his best to act like this is something that's not completely ridiculous oh, but yeah. it quite obviously is yep pretty and great. then his ghost of his wife shows up and is like, and yells at the tree like yeah you stop that <laughs> yeah and then the tree's like mungre yeah <laughs> and, and, and then that's it and that awesome. is the end oh uh, except for oh um, wait, no he goes back to cuz now he's going to be yeah daddy now he's to in charge he gets girl. embroiled in this whole custody battle yeah. uh with with this guy who 
wants custody of his grandchild so yeah. he can kill her. Right, because she's the last And he's the main rapist. Yeah. Uh, and he's horrible, but then he Man, kills that, that That guy was a terrible actor. Yeah, he was really bad. Really, really So was really the bad. woman who... Uh, his little, like... Yeah, secretary who throws rocks at people, and, who's hilarious by yeah. the way. So she pushes Pierce Brosnan off a cliff and whips rocks at him, <laughs> and she's just <laughs> laughing hysterically the whole time. It's pretty awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah bag of bones. Yeah, oh, no good. Yeah. So horrible. <laughs> this was this was the worst one. Yeah, um, because at least Langoliers, which is the worst acting one, it had some was really, really funny, funny moments. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I guess same for well, no, no, Tommy Knockers was really bad. Yeah, it's between this and T Knox. Yeah, uh, as uh, <laughs> as the worst piece of shit. Yeah. To my knockers. <laughs> to my knockers. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we should get going to feeling real because we're approaching an hour already. Oh God, let's Oops. go. Yeah, <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. Let's go down. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good or we get to go see Winner's Choice as uh, the winners did last week and yeah. the loser has to go see something bad. In this case, Casey stayed at home and watched Ed, the uh, monkey movie. <laughs> mm. But the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week and they will review it and then we will roll for next week. Right. And that's what we did. That's what we do. Uh, Greg and I got to see whatever we wanted. Um... This week, winner's choice. I was exempt from the role because I was peeing out rocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we decided to be nice to you. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So we, I think we saw we saw different movies. I would assume so. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. So what did you see? Okay, I went to a drive-in. Uh, oh, oh, wicked! Which was awesome. And we were all, it was like one of those situations where the drive-in has all these different uh, programs of double features, and they're almost all sort of either someone's seen one of them in your group of friends, or they both look like shit. Like, the worst one was Transformers 4 and Blended. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lordy. And then uh, there was like the kids one, which was How to Train Your Dragon and Maleficent, which we we were thinking of going to see. But when you go to a drive-in, I have a specific uh, idea of a drive-in and to me drive-ins are very horror movie uh Absolutely. you gotta go see a horror movie so we went to the 22 jump street second double feature but first was deliver us from evil with eric oh. bana which is a new film directed by the director of sinister yeah uh this uh scott derrickson this is the one that in big letters on the poster boasts that it's uh, inspired by the actual accounts of an nypd sergeant oh yeah. no yeah <laughs> Starring Eric Bana, Olivia Munn, and... Uh, Edgar Ramirez? Uh, Edgar Ramirez. Uh, Joel McHale is in this. Really? In one of the most miscast things that I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. And I'm surprised that more... I've talked to some people that did not agree with me. They said he was great in it, and I disagree so much. Huh. He's buffed up, and he plays Eric Bana's partner. It's like... I kept joking like it's Joel McHale as Fred Durst in Deliver Us From Evil. <laughs> like he's wearing like a backwards like cat, like baseball cap and he's like cracking wise and he's got like a knife and he's supposed to be badass and like but kind of a joker because it's Joel McHale and he's supposed to, you know he's going to use his comedic chops and stuff right. and it is <laughs> which he has it is of. bizarre. 
Uh, he's he's so it's just like I could could not take it. That seriously. sounds horrible. How could anybody have thought that that he was good? Yeah, I don't know. The description sounds terrible. Um, yeah. so IMDb the plot rundown is in uh, New York police officer Ralph investigates a series of crimes. He joins Ralph, forces. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. Ralph Sarchi, <laughs> officer Ralph. Ralph Salt. <laughs> Ralph Sarchi. I didn't even want to bother. Sarchi uh, investigates a series of crimes. He joins forces with an unconventional priest schooled in the rituals of exorcism to combat the possessions that are terrorizing their city. So basically, it opens in Iraq, and uh, some soldiers go down into this sort of tomb, and something happens, and then it cuts to sort of now, and these uh, soldiers have come back from Iraq, and uh, there's some sort of weird goings-ons connected to that. these four, three or four specific soldiers uh, in terms of some weird things going on involving possible uh, possessions. Um, I hated this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. it was, and I've seen some really good reviews of it, and I've seen some really bad reviews of it. And uh, I, we, I laughed straight through this thing. It is so sort of because um, even though it's kind of jokey at times with Joel McHale, it's it's just it's so serious, it's so po faced, serious. Like, oh, it's just and and it's so overblown. Like people have been saying the sound, like the the sound design was brilliant, but it's so overblown. Like there's constantly these like crackles and little like. <laughs> like kids uh. in, in scenes where like nothing scary is happening yeah right it's just yeah. like we need something so there's a crackle and then you find out what it is later and it's stupid um uh it's just and nothing is scary it's all laughable um the women are just relegated to being plot points um it's just so it's full of tropes and and there's a through line of the movie in terms of sound and music where the doors uh, the band, the Doors, play like a big part into this fucking plot where like people are like possessed and t- saying lyrics from the Doors. Oh, and he keeps gross. like he keeps like looking over at things and he's in a bar and there's a picture of the Doors and he's in like a a bathroom and someone scrawled lyrics of the Doors and then they use "Break On Through" to the other side while like a a <laughs> like fucking possessed demon is breaking through the barriers. Ugh, of, like, oh my god! It's yeah. disgusting. No. It's, it's bad. It is so bad. Jesus Christ! So the ghosts are fans big of fans shitty of the music. Doors. Yeah. Blah, blah. Um. Uh, it's just we uh, are the ghosts. Yeah. Do you want to get high? Yeah. <laughs> and and my mom's out of town this week. Yeah. <laughs> I got the basement man. <laughs> but there is sort of like an inter- like the sort of the setup of this investigation, and there's these you know soldiers who have witnessed something. You don't know what it is, and 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 there's like a there's a setup that could work. And I thought that Sinister was half of a good movie because I thought the first half of Sinister was fantastic. Um, and then it really just fucking shit the bed and became about like goofy ghost kids and stuff. And I'm just like, this is not scary, but this movie, nothing is scary in this movie. Absolutely nothing. It sounds like a pile of shit. I really hated it. And I'm surprised that there's some people that like, I read some sort of critic reviews saying like audacious and, and just, it is just an amalgamation of things that you've seen before. And, and, and there's, there, there is an opportunity underneath it all, but it doesn't take the opportunity it doesn't like there is stuff here that you could be talking about that would be interesting about like post traumatic stress and demons right, right, and stuff, but it doesn't right. ever actually take that. It just piles on the tropes. It's really really lame, but it is pretty funny. Like it, I we were we were laughing pretty hard uh, in the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't I know guess if it's that's on the right thing to watch. If it's on Netflix, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say don't watch it because yeah. it's you kind of got. I would suggest you know maybe you, maybe it'll work for you, but it's pretty funny for me. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I'm. I'm. I don't think that this director uh, deserves the hype that some people are putting on some of his stuff. Like because I because yeah. I mean sinister people were saying sinister you know greatest horror movie of the past you know couple x amount of years and it's yeah it's not it really is really no no just yeah. not a good movie yeah so uh deliver us from evil deliver me from this movie yeah <laughs> hey that just reminded me we haven't had a uh uh dan gorman review in a while yeah we gotta bring that back. we'll bring that back i, yeah, I got dan a couple B. Yeah. yeah, and I am Dan B. All right, next yeah. week. Yeah. So you've you've kept us in uh, in suspense. suspense. Yeah. Well, so. not that it's like a big reveal or something like that. But I'm uh, expecting a huge reveal. I, fair <laughs> enough. I'm expecting you to have seen a movie that like no one knows. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know that was coming out till next year. You saw whoa. Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw something that actually <laughs> came out a, 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 a little while ago. Okay, but I quite, I thought that the trailer looked. Interesting. Okay, and I uh, I was going to watch Only Lovers Left Alive, but yeah. I was very busy this week with stuff, so I didn't get a chance to. So I I, I squeezed this one in last night. Uh, I was like, you know, trailer, like maybe who knows? And you know, it's only ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched uh, a Canadian movie, oh. a Canadian found footage movie. Okay, called Afflicted. Oh, uh, I've heard of this. Yeah. I heard good reviews of this. Um, it's about two guys who are going to do a uh, year-long trip around the world. Yeah. And they're going to film the whole thing. And then the one guy has an encounter with a woman somewhere. I don't remember where the fuck they are. And uh, he is very sick, but then he suddenly is super strong. He can run really fast. He can jump high. And like things are happening to him. He's changing. And then it starts to get bad yeah basically he's turning into like a vampire essentially and the two main Uh characters of the film are also the directors that's right yeah and i didn't know it was canadian until i was watching about 10 minutes of it and i'm like this is canadian isn't it hey Hey, take off you vampire eh yeah so these guys are (laughs) very vampires a hoser oh you're done Uh, eh um i'm a back bacon vampire (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm not a huge fan of found footage nor am I. Uh, I am when it works. When it works, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stand up for the uh, Blair Witch Project. That's an effective movie. Mm-hmm. Willow Creek recently was amazing. Um, Wreck, yeah. Record. That's a good one. Chronicle. Uh, I yeah. really like Chronicle. Yeah, I, I really like Chronicle. Yeah, I found Cloverfield uh, as much as good. oh Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, so T. Uh, T. I thought this movie was retarded. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. it's so these guys. Like okay, now some of the f- some of the effects and filming techniques of showing this guy's transformation, yeah, pretty good. These guys might be capable first ads or something like that on yeah. like a, you know a CBC show or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they, these they guys cannot, are going to kill it on wind at my back. Cannot have these guys in front of the camera. They are awful. Not yeah. in like a like a fun awful way, but yeah. like these guys are probably like really good. High school drama actors. Oh yeah, you know, like oh, they're trying. That's... Man, they're taking it very seriously and trying real hard. And like they, they know what you know. But man, it's all of the acting and, and the dialogue. This fucking because I guarantee it, fifty percent of it's improv. Yeah, it's just gross. It's like ugh. Everything so you're saying makes me want to see this. No, uh, you should. You, it's uh, really. And they are first AD on on one number of uh, <laughs> things according to IMDb. They just got that. <laughs> First AD, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they the guy, one guy, Derek, 
gets uh, bitten by some girl he's trying to bang, and then he starts to turn into like a vampire, and it's sort of fun at first. And like they're just making so many excuses on why they're going to keep filming, and it's so stupid. No, oh, I hate thankfully, that. the movie takes a pretty decent turn once because when you have two really horrible. Uh, characters in a movie you kill them off yeah uh, one of them should have to eat the other one and this is what happens <laughs> oh sweet so he does eat his buddy but then he's like i gotta you know just to i'm gonna keep filming because that's what he would have wanted oh god oh just yeah stop drawing attention to it because i'm already irritated why you have cameras everywhere that's that's perhaps what i hate the most just just take the leap in logic and pretend that everybody films everything yeah don't yeah, yeah. keep making these yeah, stop that, that was my problem with chronicle yeah, was yeah. i was like oh uh, I have to keep documenting this because my dad's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just we know we're watching it. a movie. Yeah. You know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bought the ticket. I'm yeah, here. Fuck off. Um, and it does kind of ape Chronicle in a lot of in a lot of scenes. I'm like, okay, well, this is just like a low rent Chronicle. But again, mm-hmm. the, so it, once the, uh, one friend gets eaten, it's a little better because then it's a lot of first person uh, uh, running around while this guy is using uh, his vampire special stuff to evade the cops. Right. And yeah, I remember the trailer. So there was a there's lot of a, jumping around. Yeah, and there's like, like there's like about twenty minutes in the middle where I was like, "This is pretty wicked" because this guy has no idea what's happened to him or why it's going on, and he's just totally fucked up by getting himself in trouble with the law yeah. in a foreign country. Like he's accidentally killed cops now in public. Like he's just yeah. displaying his abilities in front of everybody. Yeah, while trying to find the girl who did this to him. Yeah, and so it's. Uh, that sounds like there could be some cool sort of like what's the ramifications of me doing this and right just, right and but or they don't just a lot get of there chaos, with that like, it just boils down to a stupid fight between him and this uh, uh, lady vampire there again now there's some really good camera techniques and effects in this but as a movie it's a piece of shit <laughs> these guys suck yeah so bad should have used that like they got it not be in front of the camera mm-hmm. but like, like they know they they directed it together they've worked together on a shit ton of problems yeah and they, they, they wrote know, it together they're buddies and stuff like that and they're gonna keep making movies together but one of them has got to say to the other one we cannot be in these <laughs> <laughs> no good yeah oh no, sir so yeah uh, I don't know. I can't recommend it unless you want to laugh at some silly fucking. I watch like ten dialogue. minutes of it because I love watching people who aren't actors try to act. Yeah, yeah, and I'm it's like very self serious, improv-y. Yeah, whoa, man! But it starts off all light. Like we're gonna have such a great time, man, as we go around the world, <laughs> bro. Mm. Oh, gross! But some people don't want us to go because he's got a metal, mental, a uh, medical condition. Uh, subtext. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you know a movie I think had uh, a lot swing of and a miss. winners' choice. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a winners' choice. Like it looks like the fucking script is flipped on this one. Yes. Yeah, All although right. you saw something. Yes. Yeah. Tell that I don't me. think was flipped. Although maybe you did enjoy. No, it. you're wrong. Yeah. Tell me about Matt Blanc and a monkey. I watched the movie Ed, which I saw when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and loved. Uh, or at least uh, enjoyed in 1996 when I was like 11. Yeah. Did you have a sense of irony in 1996 no, when you no. were 11? No, not at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you were a stupid 11 I think, I think at 11. I think at 11 years old, I was like, that's funny. He's a monkey. Like, whatever. Yeah. It's like a stupid comedy. Yeah, yeah, sure. I could see that being a thing. This, um, I loved this movie. <laughs> it is fucking nuts. Uh, Casey? Yes. Major League, major friendship. Uh, oh. Tagline. Right. Really? Yep. What year did this come out? 96. 96. 96. Yeah. This was his like, hey, I'm a big, I'm getting big on TV. I better make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, one of them, because he also did that uh, Lost in Space abomination. Yeah. Um, that was not good. So this movie 
like the the problem is I never watched Friends extensively, but I watched it when yeah. I was it was I, on, and I was forced to watch every single episode. It yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, forced by your love of it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it, this movie is basically Joey Tribbiani uh, and a monkey. Okay, like, yeah. because because on the show. On Friends, uh, Matt LeBlanc's character is an actor. Yeah. Everything, every time he goes and tries to be an actor, it just seems like Joey Tribbiani. Yeah. Okay, I need to make a... Uh, I'm on the IMDb here. Okay. Have you looked at this director's output? Uh, I don't think This I director have. has made Ed in yeah. 1996, mm-hmm. and nothing else except for extremely serious documentaries <laughs> really vietnam requiem dear america letters home from vietnam earth and the american dream last letters home voices of american troops in the battlefields of iraq into the fire alzheimer's project producer and directed one episode of 30 for 30 the sports documentaries oh, that, letters to jackie remembering president kennedy Straight across the board, nothing but documentary. There was a lot of underlying Vietnam content. (laughs) (laughs) And then Uh, uh, nestled in the middle is Ed. (laughs) Wow. Hey. Um, Well, you can can tell. It really, because this movie is horrifying. Um, I have long notes. I'm going to try to abridge them as much as I can. But this movie was fucking bonkers. Lay it on me. Everything about it. Um, it starts out with Matt LeBlanc, and he uh, is going to try out for a baseball team, which I guess is like uh, the double A. It goes like double A and then the majors, right? Uh, yeah. So I think it's a double A tri- team. Triple A. Triple A and then the majors? All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, so he just goes and tries out, and he's got a super wicked fastball, or, or like this curveball is his special. That's why they call him Deuce, and his name in this movie is Deuce Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed my ass off, because those two words together are funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so they're like, yeah, you're on the team, you're hired. And then, uh, and, and then they cut to him on the team, and everyone keeps talking about how he's in this slump. And I'm like, you just got hired on this team, and now, like, it's not a slump. Maybe he's just not very good. He just <laughs> threw one fastball really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, so he's on the farm. Because he's a farmer uh, before he's a baseball player, and right. on the oh, farm good. he's out and he's like milking cows and stuff like that, and. Uh, He's milking the cow, and he goes, hey, cow, what do you think? And the cow, in the most human voice, I don't know why they didn't just get a cow sound for it, but the cow, you hear the cow goes, moo. <laughs> <laughs> it is so clearly a human, and I'm like, that's uh, hilarious. Beauty. I hope that's the tone of this movie. But then Matt LeBlanc uh, gets a monkey. Uh, somebody from his baseball team sends him to go pick up a new player so he goes to this bus because they send this monkey in a seat on a bus to go (laughs) so so he goes and he's he's like this is a monkey i can't believe it but the entire time no real monkey is used it's all just a guy in a suit or like a mechanical really It's all just a guy in a okay. suit. Not oh one God. shot. Not one shot is a real monkey. So holy shit! What's cute about like having a monkey play baseball is to see the monkey, yeah. and how they've trained it's it to play baseball. It's just a guy in a suit. That's just crazy. a guy in a suit the whole fucking time. Oh wow! Amazing. I've got to see this. Yeah, it I got to see this again. Oh my God, <laughs> you guys! It is so fucking bonkers. Um, so he picks up the monkey. <laughs> 
and it's just a dude in a suit. Oh, wicked. And the monkey understands English. Uh, like, okay. everything everyone says to the monkey, he responds. Um, but he just doesn't... Uh, but the monkey makes very human, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, sounds. Like, it's just making... like It's like they're not even trying. It's fucking great. Um, and then, so he brings the monkey to the baseball players, and they're all completely charmed and the baseball players i guess are all um idiots because the ones the one guy's like oh you must be curious george i've read all your books and i'm like uh, what reality are we like are we in like preschool dumb kid mentality here or this, this, because well, every it is once a kids in a while, movie right it, it is ostensibly a kids movie but there's a dam or a hell or a well. you know every once in a while so you would think they would at least root it in some kind of reality but you know another guy gives him the monkey his business card because he wants to go into business with the monkey i guess <laughs> um I don't know, but the but the monkey's supposed to be a mascot, but the monkey's a wicked awesome pitcher, which oh. is also what Matt LeBlanc is. So you think, okay, we're going to um, set up some sort of rivalry between Joey Tribbiani and the monkey. Right. Um, and uh, the coach is like, okay, well, we're going to draw straws to, to see who rooms. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With the monkey. Um, and so he willfully gives Matt LeBlanc the short straw and goes, you're rooming with the monkey. So he has a, like roommates, like they give a monkey a bed and stuff like that? They, uh... No, they don't give him another bed. They're gonna. Live. He is to sleep in bed with Matt LeBlanc, <laughs> which awesome. he does. Right. Um. So please tell me it's revealed at the end. The monkey just takes the mask off and is like, I- "I'm not a real monkey. I'm, I'm a dude. Yeah, yeah. I just really wanted to fuck Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop treating me like a monkey? <laughs> um. So. Uh, so yeah. So he. Or the, the it's like that just, monkey I saw on Oprah that ate that person's face. That's what I kept. I kept thinking, like, it's go a chimp, chimp right? Yeah, go it's, bananas on him, man. That, that's the thing. Like, like nobody seems to understand that this is a wild, like, the baby, or the monkey babysits at one point. Babysits a little girl. And and the woman, while well, the woman goes on a date with, with Joey Tribbiani, she's like, uh, should I have left my, uh, oh, no, they're at a carnival, and she goes... Uh, do you think I should call and check up on them, or am I just being overprotective? Who? I'm like, call who? Uh, the kid. The monkey? A, has the monkey eaten your genitals yet? Because <laughs> that happens. Um, How old is the kid? Uh, eight, nine. Yeah. Something like that. Um, 
so oh there's so much that happens so much that happens uh when the monkey comes to move in with matt leblanc the monkey's like because he can't talk but he can make all these gestures that are obviously human he grabs his dick his monkey dick and he's like oh uh, uh." like he uh oh okay he has to go pee um so he goes into the bathroom and closes the door and then there's just monkey shitting noises Ah, (laughs) like a lot of monkey shitting there's many many monkey farts in this movie um uh like at one point the monkey and the little girl while the little girl's looking after the monkey or vice versa they have a farting contest awesome why Um, not Holy yeah. fuck. Why wouldn't you? The little girl does like armpit farts, but yeah. the monkey's like, oh, check this shit out. A real I'm one. farting out of my ass. Um, well, I, I would have liked it better if the girl was just farting. I think that's, I, I, that's, I really would have liked that much. That's high art too. right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, whew, okay. Yep. There's just, there's so many more things. Oh, at one point, the monkey's going, like, he wrecks a lamp or something. Yeah. And Matt LeBlanc's like, oh, monkey. Ooh, I'm going to spank that monkey. And it's like, okay, you've oh. made a sophomoric uh, uh, yeah. masturbation joke. Everybody's yeah. really impressed. How uh, So how, how does the plot wrap up? Yeah. What's the conflict? Yeah. Oh, Who's going to take no, that monkey away? There's no conflict. Like, really? There's, there's not even, like, there's an owner who buys the monkey yeah. and, and is like, oh, I'm going to make so much money off this monkey. Um, but he's not around a- at all until the end when he sells the monkey. Oh. And Matt LeBlanc has to go get the monkey back. Yeah. This is amazing. There's really no antagonist other than this guy. So he sells the monkey. He's like, I got to go get that monkey back. So he goes, sneaks into the uh, um, the opponents or the, the opposing uh, team who, who bought the monkey into their headquarters or whatever. And he finds the monkey being electrocuted people are electrocuting him in a cage what? and he's dressed like a clown <laughs> but another baseball team bought the monkey ostensibly to play baseball so this is a baseball team doing this to the monkey yes so the baseball team buys this monkey who's really good at playing baseball just to lock him in a cage electrocute him and dress, <laughs> dress him like, him like a, a clown, clown. But oh, wow, that's how you do it in the big leagues that's not even the most bonkers thing matt leblanc breaks the monkey out of electro jail and they climb out of a window but then the monkey sees a banana truck and gets in the banana truck <laughs> and so that's what but see this movie. it's a refrigerated banana truck so he's in the banana truck matt leblanc comes to, and, and catches up with him but now the monkey's in a coma because he was fucking frozen <laughs> in a fucking cold banana truck oh. so that's why he can't play the big game that's why it's all up to Matt LeBlanc to play the big game because oh, the monkey is in a coma yeah <laughs> a because, frozen banana induced yeah. yeah because he climbed into a fucking truck yeah even though this monkey knows everything else that humans do yeah <laughs> except for this one thing don't eat the bananas on a very cold truck um <laughs> That sounds that, like a good. Will that put you in a coma? Is that like no charity? I don't know. Monkeys, maybe. That okay. banana thing sounds like a good message, but I, I was on IMDb. <laughs> I well, I, it is. I'll never yeah. climb into a refrigerated <laughs> truck for bananas. I was again. on IMDb and I was looking at the external links to some external reviews, and I saw that this website, Kids in Mind, has, has done this from a long time ago, which is a website super hilarious. You go and it, it gives you a breakdown of all the stuff that's in, a, in the movie that shouldn't be in for kids. Yeah. So, like, it'll say Transformers, you know, like explosions. People said, someone said, fuck at one point if they did and all like but in extreme detail yeah super funny uh the the then at the end of their reviews they say what's the overall message of this film so they have one for ed yeah they say that the overall message of this film is baseball is supposed to be fun and you have to be there for your friends is that the message for this film baseball is supposed to be fun (laughs) 
Is that, oh, oh, okay, yeah, like because not, at one point, like don't, they like, don't really don't talk about so Joey Tribbiani being being very serious about things until they need a message. Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, he's really serious about baseball and doesn't take the time out to yeah. date his neighbor. Uh, but then he does. Okay. So then he learned that lesson. Yeah. And, yeah, m- monkeys shouldn't get in cold trucks. And, it, and if you're wondering if there's any sex or nudity in this film, ball players do appear in the locker room wearing towels. Bracket, you can tell they're nude, but we don't see any nudity. End bracket. You can tell they're <laughs> nude. Yeah. Guys. I think that guy is naked inside that monkey suit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this sounds great. I need to watch this. this There's, oh, oh, and there is, by the way, a definitive point where one of the guys is looking up in the rule book, and he if says, "There's no rule that says monkey can't play baseball." Yeah, awesome. right. Um, I don't think there's a rule that says monkey can't be president either. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, you know why? Because uh, no one would be so stupid to do that. No. Yeah. No. Hail to the chimp. Why yep. would you? Um, you yeah. I feel like we. Kid. I feel like we. Does he come out of the coma? Or the monkey, does the monkey? Yeah, what, yeah, he comes final? out of the coma oh, because Matt LeBlanc plays baseball or something. Okay, yeah. But then he comes out of the coma, and then he's like, "Shit, I got to get to the baseball diamond." So the monkey and the little the girl monkey knows he's late for a game. Yeah, <laughs> sweet, because yeah. he's a monkey. Yeah. Um, and also there's some weird racism. The end. <laughs> okay. Oh wow, that sounds fucking bonkers. It's yeah. crazy. There are so many more things. Like if if this was like a nine zero two one zero thing, I yeah. would have gone through this thing methodically because yeah. every minute of this thing is I might a fucking watch nice. I might now. watch it too. You got it. Yeah. It is video vengeance. Shit. Yeah. Right. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Right. On, awesome. <laughs> oh wicked. Yeah. We got to okay. do that. Um. Well, uh, because Casey lost last week, yeah. he gave us an album to listen to. Yep, he gave us a greatest hits. Yeah, one of the uh, have we done a greatest hits before? I think so. I think yeah, I gave you guys the Spin Doctors. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Greatest hits. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, you may remember this band from recording a song for the soundtrack of Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Uh, you yep. may also remember them as being a heavy metal, pop rock, punk rock band in their early days that yeah. turned soft. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you may also remember them from that movie about angels. This yeah. is the Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, the movie about... That's the Meg Ryan one, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. City of Angels. That Iris song. With the song yeah. Iris. Um, so we we listened to their greatest hits. Yep. Uh, how do we talk about this? So I, I did listen to some of their early stuff off their... I listened to a couple songs off their first album, self-titled. Right, where when they the were guy is not the singer. It's the bass player is the singer. Yes. Robbie... Robbie. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they also cover a Cream song and a Blue Oyster Cult song on this album. Uh, that's very on, punk rock. On the early, yeah, yeah. So punk rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a song called Don't Beat My Ass, Bracket, with a baseball bat, and Bracket. Unless you're a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they did. They did sound more like a punk band than I thought they would. I always uh-huh. thought it was going to be like, "Yeah, we used to be a punk band," yeah, quote right. quote. Sure, but no, sure. they did sound like a kind of bratty three chord. Like she, like she. I, I didn't think they were very good. Yeah, well, but they did apparently open up for a lot of uh, seminal punk bands. Yeah, well, bully for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we listened to their greatest hits. Yeah, um, which features none of the bass player singing. No, uh, no. I had to go to one of the other of many greatest hits to find that because they had a volume two. Or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? It's uh, volume two is B sides and rarities, yep. which oh, is okay. like the yeah the other guy saying half the songs too. Yeah, yeah, right. Other than uh, bad hairdo guy, whatever. Yeah, his name is. so almost an hour of the uh, the singles. Yeah, it's a fourteen track album now, of uh, th- th- five minute fucking songs. Yep this uh, this band is so wildly stylistically inconsistent 
when I was listening to this because it's it's like you can tell that they're a band that started as a punk band, maybe not from listening to this, but you can tell that they are a band no. that was like, we started as this and then this was popular and that was popular yep. and we just continued to like, yep. every time we put out a single, like this one's like a folky kind of like sappy this yeah, song. Whatever's this one's, hot right now. Yeah, doing this that. one's just like a shitty straight ahead rocker and it, yeah. like, but with like, like one of them kind of sounded like, this just sounds like we even listened to a lot of U2 uh, uh, <laughs> on one of them. Listen, I gotta say, I hate this fucking band. They, they're Absolutely. terrible. Oh God. They're terrible. Holy Fuck. And it was this, painful. This was much harder than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, whatever, just fucking radio rock. I can tune it out. No, yeah. sir. These songs are long. They're aggressively bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's this air about them. I don't know how to put my finger on it. And from like the the first fifteen seconds of yep. track one on this thing, I was just like, oh. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. This it, is going to be long. I felt you. like this was one of my Cranberries picks. This is really yep. bad, man. Yep. Like, the going in for that second listen was, like... Terrible. Just... Now, ugh. I will say that the one song on this album that I, I would not say is good or that I would like to listen to, yeah. but that I can understand why it was a hit, was the song for City of Angels, Iris. Yeah, Iris. Because it's it's a very... Um, yeah, it's hooky, it's fine, it has it's a, a pop yeah, jingle. Melodically, same, thing, same thing with name. It's like, yeah. I, I get it, I know why this is You popular. listen to Iris and you're like... I knew why I, it was popular when it was. Yeah, I know exactly why this like sw- swept you know the fucking airwaves, because yeah. it's yeah. a fucking big, forceful It's the 90s song. version of the Power Ballad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the and the melody is like yeah, you hear like the melodic lines and that you're like, of course this was a hit. It's yeah. pretty catchy in terms of the melodies yeah. going on here, but it's a gross song. Yeah, <laughs> but I felt like a lot is of the other Iris, ones. Is that the don't don't Yeah, oh yeah. Jesus, I I can't I cannot listen to that song without uh, yeah. getting a little nauseous. Yeah, <laughs> oh these guys suck balls. Oh, Holy you were gonna say getting fuck. a little emotional. Uh, I was gonna say getting a little hard. But yeah, then, uh, yeah. yeah, I, went yeah. I cannot listen to that song without my wings Hauser getting up. <laughs> it really wings my house. Yeah, no, and, and this is another one of those, like Greg said, super painful. And and all the songs, even though they are stylistically, in terms of sort of being kind of stylistically and production a little. Like, because it's like this one has a lot of acoustic guitars, and then that yeah. one's just like a crunchy, like bar rocker pop song. Yeah, yeah. and then, uh, but they're yeah. all just like Ugh. somebody <laughs> needs to throw this band in a frozen banana truck. Yeah, just put them, put in them a into fucking a coma. monkey coma. Yeah, yeah. get yeah. them a good monkey coma. Now, I will say that I am a little like, even though I listened to one or two of their early songs, I kind of want to hear more of their early stuff to and and see like not me. At what point, like, I want to, I want to, I am kind of morbidly fascinated about at what point is there like a song is it like the first two albums then all of a sudden boom this song all acoustic I was reading their Wikipedia page while I listened to this fucking pile of shit yeah and it's like the first two or three releases were mostly with the bass player singing they were more of a punky band yeah they were getting a little lighter and not lighter album by album and then they just made the hard switch where uh, fucking Captain Hairdo yeah. became the most sang most of the songs, and they were immediately like a uh, AOR pop rock band. Yeah, because it's so With crazy. Whatever like, the nineteen ninety three album is or something. Yeah, uh, that went like immediate style change. They're like, we're going for the radio, and we're going now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because fucking open for bands such as SNFU, Dag Nasty, Dead Milkman, yeah. Doughboys, DRI, like straight up punk rock. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then Iris, yeah. eventually. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's there's bands that started as punk rock bands that, like, turned into something completely different. But this seems like a pretty hard this is turn. A, well, this is a methodical, like, okay, well, yeah. let's go be a, you know, 
Yeah, like when people say, like, oh yeah, remember when Sugar Ray used to be like a metal band, but then you go back and you and you if you've heard any of Sugar Ray's early stuff, you're like, blah, this is gross too, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this wasn't metal or mean punk machine. rock. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Don't you damn mess with my green uh, like, machine. I feel like Incubus was like that. Incubus had a really great album. Like like their EP was really yeah. The cool. EP was all right. Uh, it has like, not aged well, but at the oh, time yeah. it was. See, like, at the time, I remember going like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, this and is then all right. Immediately after, they put out an album that was just, "Oh my god!" They had no. The they had. They even bullshit. had a stepping stone because they put out the EP, and it was like, "Oh, if, well, you know, this I guess is like if the Chili Peppers had a person who could sing." Yeah. And uh, then they put out an album which was pretty spotty, uh, and then they went hard into that fucking. Like, it was a massive shift. Yeah. Like, into being, okay, we're just a pop band now. Yeah. Even them, I would but say. But even, even them, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I guess I'd rather listen to Incubus than the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, I'm not saying something. That's really yeah. saying something, because they suck nuts. Oh, they're the Terrible. worst. Yeah. God. Um. Oh, boy. All right, so I what are we listening this. to for the rest of the week? Yeah, what do you got, Casey? Yeah, lost, I was going to say, lost I again, feel, so what do you got? I feel really bad for you guys. <laughs> Having had to listen to the Goo Goo Dolls, and then what I'm about to do. Now, you're not immediately going to uh, recognize what this is. Okay. Um, and uh, I am I guess I'm about to offend everybody in the room. No, uh, because uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and I have divergent taste in music. Sure. Every once in a while, there will be something. But but for the most part, uh, the she listens to stuff that I don't listen to. And there's this one song that, that she puts on that is a fairly popular song, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. listen to the radio. I don't know what, no. you know, like popular radio kind of stuff stuff is. Um, and uh, uh, it's a song called Rude. And it's this very um, uh, effeminate sounding. Yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I like you. I hate that song. Um, yeah, it was it was bound to happen. It's this sort of faux reggae, um, but like like boogie rock reggae. Oh, but the guy's got this really uh, uh, contrived, like pretty boy voice. Um, and uh, uh, so this is a whole album. The band's called Magic. And the uh, the album's <laughs> called uh, just like oh like just like magic okay. but with an exclamation point. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, so I guess they're called magic. Yeah. Uh, and the album is called "Don't Kill the Magic" or "Please Hammer Don't Canadian Kill the Magic" band. or something. Are they Canadian? Canadian Canadian reggae fusion band Magic. Yep. From their debut studio album, "Don't Kill the Magic." Don't kill the magic. Please hammer. Don't hurt him. Uh, is yeah. that what we're listening to? The song, the song is uh, the reason I did it though, because the the song just grates on my nerves like you would not even believe. Yeah. Uh, so you need, but to, uh... I will be walking down the street and this song will just pop right into my head, sure. and I'll be singing lyrics to this song, and I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> it's one of those things that's so like insidiously infectious, yeah. uh, that you might find yourselves. And I've I haven't heard I've only heard the one song. I don't know what the rest of the album's like. Maybe it's awesome. Yeah. Bet it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, don't kill the magic by magic. Magic. Uh, magic. Our- magic. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Let's get to rolling. <laughs> I'm excited about point. this, actually. I might listen to a couple of other tracks. Just Fine. To, uh, yeah. Great. All right. Um, 
so this week, uh, did we decide what are we? Go- okay, so Boyhood's coming out this week. Yeah, yeah. so Snowpiercer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did we decide if we were going to pick Boyhood as the winner or do is a winner's this choice? Week or is that the one after? I thought we had something else this. Because Boyhood is this Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Um, uh, I thought we'd settled on Boyhood. Okay. I, again, I thought. Oh that wait, was no, the no, week no, after. no. This story, you were wrong. Next week is is Boyhood. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But this week, uh, the loser is it's going a, it's to be the Planet of the Apes. One this week. Yes, Planet and, of the Apes. Uh, yeah, Planet of the Apes. And, and spoiler um, alert: next week might be rolling for one of those two movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the loser is that fucking uh, Mark Ruffalo, Kira Knightley. Let's yes. make a let's make an album movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh god. Um, Where Adam Levine is a revelation, says Peter Travers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, you're right. I fucked that up. Um, yeah, so opening this week, uh, yeah, uh, is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's, uh, gonna be good. Uh, oh, wait, is it? I don't know. I saw, I thought the first one was silly as fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't, I liked the first one. It was all right. No, I, I think this one's gonna be amazing. Yeah, apparently it's better. That's what everything. Yeah, I saw, I saw a trailer for it, uh, before Transformers that, uh, made it look really cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. opening this week, yes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, yeah. I'm super excited about this. I do think yeah. the trailer made it look amazing compared to the... Like, I like sure. the other one as well, but obviously I thought there was room yeah, to yeah. take this to sort take of... take some James Franco out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, which which they did liberally. Yeah, yeah. I liked him. <laughs> uh, but the loser is going to be Begin Again, which I've seen some backlash about on Twitter, but also yeah. I've seen some yeah, sort of... Yeah, some positive reviews, yeah. but I've seen the trailer and I don't... <laughs> It just looks like once. It looks like it's going to be, yeah, a weird, yeah, like I once. don't want to see this fucking movie. Yeah, me either. At all. Adam Levine, a revelation. Uh, all right, Casey, you're rolling for revelation uh, of Adam Levine versus... <laughs> the re- the, the revelation of Adam Levine. Adam Levine Directed will be by revealed. Scott Derrickson. That's a five. A five. That's, That's a healthy five. number. All right, I'm rolling. That's a, That's a one. one. That's a one. Oh, great. <laughs> Don't knock over your coffee. I'm going to see Million Dollar Monkey Movie. <laughs> Greg's rolling. Please roll a one. Birthday so we roll can here. Come re-roll. on, baby. That's five. A five. Yes, right. sir. Okay. I'm going okay. to see Begin Again. Million Dollar Monkey Movie. Million Dollar Monkey Movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. so uh, the director of Begin Again did actually do once. So, Oh, oh really? Great. And I've heard this is just like once again. again. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I liked once, but I don't imagine I will like it again with the... with that tickled me. This, yeah. yeah. Yep. Not, not excited about that. All right. Giddy get, get up. All right. Well, uh, There's speak- this really gross scene in the trailer where Mark Ruffalo is all down on his luck because he's lost his record producer job, and he's at a coffee house or something like that watching Karen Knightley play with just an acoustic guitar, and then in his mind, you see all the other instruments popping uh, up in the song, like keyboards and He's like, and I can see this be like, a pit. This is a hit, man. Uh. <laughs> All right. It was almost like touching an electric tree that makes me barf. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, th- this episode's going long. It's going to be a right. two-hour. Whatever. But, uh, it's my birthday extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into Greg the... only turns 40 once in his life. <laughs> not yet. Let's get into the 90210 <laughs> OEA relay that has maybe the most amount of notes ever written. Okay. Uh, let's go. Oh. And uh, doing it like a relay style. So last week, Casey watched uh, an episode. I'm going to do it this week. Next week will be Greg. Yeah. And uh, that's how we do it. We do a rundown. So uh, if you've been watching along uh, on Wikipedia, it said that there was another episode before the one that I watched that yeah. was not on Netflix. Right. Called uh, it had something to do with Brandon 
going to the I park. I'll watch it. I'll find it. Yeah. And watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll download it. <laughs> Brendan goes to the park? And no, and he cut me off. <laughs> Brendan goes to the park. That's it. Touches a tree, barbs, goes yeah. home. No, he goes to the gets park. Gets mad at the tree. He ends up it. being like on a TV show, and then he gets like a recurring role. And like, oh, yeah. I, I was all, right. all excited. I was like, I'll this find that is one. Be don't good. worry. We, don't was, worry, people. We'll watch, we're watching every episode yeah. of this season. Yeah. Uh, I, I was really excited about the one that you did see. Yes, because uh, this one's called Stand bracket up bracket and deliver yeah which when i saw it like because i saw it when i watched my episode that was the next, next one thing, on, yeah. on netflix and it's a it uh, like the the little picture uh to to describe it is just brenda and it looks like she's doing stand-up comedy you would so, be correct uh, are you serious yeah. we'll get to that all right okay so oh my man. god so this episode, I wrote so many notes in Google Keep on my phone that it said, hey, buddy, start a new note. <laughs> <laughs> it said, hey, loser, yeah. stop talking about 902. Yeah. <laughs> it literally was like, you don't have any room left. Just start a new one. So this is going to be really long. Uh, awesome. So Brent, I'll, I'll try and speed as okay. fast as I can, but uh, we'll stop. Wait, now I feel, well, now I feel like I want to cut that out because I don't, don't, don't want to spoiler the stand-up. No, thing. no, no. Is that right? No, no. Right. It's not technically stand-up, but you will get... There's a... There's a part of this episode that is delightful, and we should you should all go back and watch this. I might. So Brandon and Andrea are talking in the halls of Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero, and uh, Andrea says like I have a proposition for you, and Brandon goes, "Your desk or mine, huh?" Oh God! So right off the bat, what your is desk going or on? Mine, but I'll never bang you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, she want to not fuck at your desk or <laughs> yeah. not fucking mine. <laughs> but instead of uh, fucking at her desk, uh, she's like, no. Uh, I want you to run for, you know, like school president because uh, no one knows you well enough to hate you. <laughs> well, I, I disagree. Wait, wait. <laughs> who said that about who? Andrea said that about him because he's like, nobody knows me. They're not going to vote. And she's like, no, nobody knows you. So they don't hate you yet. Yeah. So I'll mold you into like a perfect candidate. Well, I don't really know him that well. And I hate, I hate yeah, you, Brandon. I know. But uh, she talks about how this candidate was going to be, you know, she was going to run this candidate's uh, campaign, but they backed out. And so uh, uh, she wants him to run instead of all the airheads that usually do and and will win and kind of like have someone, you know, uh, of some sort of stature that has, you know, because apparently she thinks Brandon is not a raging psychopath. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's or is she trying to install like a puppet regime? Is yeah. she trying to run uh, the school through? Kind of. I think so. So now we cut to uh, the girls in the halls, like Brenda and Kelly. And so Brenda's like, the, it's one of those sort of. We cut to them in the middle of a conversation, uh-huh. and Brenda's like, I don't know what's happening to me. And Kelly goes, Maybe you have mono. And Brenda says, Thanks, doctor, but it only happens to me at school. And then we cut to Dylan. <laughs> uh dylan's talking to brenda about how he has to go to mexico to see his dad uh-huh. and uh that's why he can't see brenda or take her to the fallout club and she's like well why don't you take me to cut to uh mexico with you i'm super bored here at school she's very she's very upset in the beginning of this episode right well, i don't really it's know why little, yet also a little forward yeah, you yeah. don't just go like oh you're going to mexico why don't you take me with you yeah <laughs> Um, cutting to David Silver. There's some good silver stuff in this episode. Right. Some good silverisms. Yeah. David Silver is doing video coverage of the candidate race, and he's uh, already talking about Brandon being the race. So he walks by Brandon and is like, "And we have a new uh, race uh, guy. His name's Brandon, and he's gonna be blah blah." And Brandon's like, "What? I haven't said yes to this." <laughs> so like, Andrea went behind his back. I don't know. It's never. She's explained. such an old bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so now Kelly and Donna show up at Brenda's place uh, to congratulate Brandon for becoming a candidate for school president. Yeah. Brenda's like, 
yeah, well, I've never voted for some reason, she says this. And Brandon is all like, you got to get involved, Brenda. It's important to help change things. And Brenda gets upset and leaves. <laughs> Student council. Yeah. Getting yeah. things done. Yeah. On. Hey, rock the vote. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you rock the vote already? <laughs> and then Kelly kisses Brandon for some reason. She's kind of like, hey, President Smooch. It's oh. not. It's kind of a play. It's like a cheek thing. It's oh. not, yeah. Oh, okay. They don't like make out, but it's still kind of like, whoa, forward. Um, so now we cut to Brenda and she's crying in her room. And uh, well, she... yeah, because Kelly kissed uh, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the mom shows up and they kind of have a heart to heart. And Brenda's like, "Do you ever felt you ever felt like a phone call that has been disconnected, mom?" And the mom and the mom's like, "Don't worry, it's all part of growing up." And then the dad from the other room's like, "Hey, get down here. We got to help this campaign or something." So the mom leaves and Brenda is sad again. So this whole. Do you ever feel like a call that's been disconnected? disconnected. Yeah, it's not Ugh, clever. That's deep. No, man. there's a, there's some choice lines in this. Uh, Do you ever episode. feel like a cigarette that hasn't been smoked? <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> oh. uh, so now Kelly and Donna go to the Fall Out Club, uh, and there's this woman sitting on the stage on like a like recliner, almost like one of those things that you would sit out in a therapy uh, session, like a little uh, love like a little seat. Like lounge. Lounge. Yeah, Ooh. and uh, <laughs> she's like. <laughs> It's t- There's a couple of guys who have been to the pottery bar. Yeah, it's a, and, it, and it's timed perfectly because when they walk in, the woman on the uh, on the lounge is like, "Welcome to the Fallout Club, everybody! The coffee house that doesn't take itself too seriously." I'm oh. I'm Sky, and she's like, "Yep, that's my name. My parents called me Sky." Blah blah blah, and she's like in this huge chaise lounge, saying like, "And we got everything here at the Fallout Club." Uh, comedy, poetry, and personal conf- confessions, and Donna... <laughs> I thought you were going to say confusion. I'm like, personal yeah, confusion. <laughs> I'm very confused. Uh, but so Donna... And coffee. Donna's like, it's like we just walked into Beetlejuice in here, am I right? And Kelly's like, actually, it's the hot new place. And Bernie's like, but it's so smoky in here. Oh. Yeah. So this Sky Woman is on stage. Well, did, did Kelly think that she'd actually confuse the place for Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice? There's okay. Here's the thing about this episode is there's a lot of sort of just like eh, blah 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 pop culture thing, right? Anyway, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should be noted that this episode was written by Diablo Cody. Yeah. Uh, so Sky's on stage and she's like, basically, if you'll sit through it, we'll do just about anything up here. And then she starts going on these lame bits uh, about her life growing up as a GI brat and switching high schools. Uh, and she's like, I was worried I'd become a POW, permanently outcast wuss, and everyone thinks that's the funniest thing ever. That's oh, really? Because yeah. that's actually the least funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Brenda is like overacting, relating to this. She's kind of like, that's so true. Yeah, and she's like elbowing like Kelly and them, just like. Are they put off by that? Yeah, I know. She's okay, like, she, she claps and like, I know, I know. And then Kelly shoots her down is hard. She like being a dick, or is this like she's, no? She's like because no, she's, she's trying finally to finally found her place. No, it's like she's, she's trying to really, reconnect the call. Like that, she's uh, as an actor yeah. overacting, but as a character, she's really relating to this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sort of overrelation in this episode, but it's it's played straight. Right. But so Kelly gets like upset that she's being so loud about how she relates to this, and is just like, "That's not funny, Brenda." <laughs> Like, because she's laughing at stuff this guy said. Right. So she's saying, like, no, this stuff isn't funny, Brenda. So now we talk to Steve. He's with uh, Brandon. And he's talking in this. This scene starts with uh, him talking about some women, obviously. And so the scene starts and he's like, anyway, she's got this citrus thing going on. All she wears is orange. Which is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, citrus thing? Yeah. Citrus thing. She wears orange. 
But that's citrus is a variety of different yep. fruits. Yep. Not all of them are. Steve's dumb, all right? Steve's I hate Steve. <laughs> um he so he's giving uh old dumb Steve's giving branded advice about uh <laughs> Taking here comes old dumb Steve. Yeah, yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta take women out and uh, nail their votes. Oh, pause like that? He, does. he is the fucking king of of retarded euphemism. He's like, yeah, politics are ugly or in kind of a cool way. Politicians that win go for the jugular, Brandon. And I'm like, this is bad advice <laughs> uh, from a man who thinks all citruses are oranges. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I think Steve's starting to become my favorite character. He's pretty funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, so now Brenda is still really enjoying Sky on stage, and she approaches her after her set and says how wonderful she was. And then this guy Jack gets up on stage. And he's a stand-up guy, and he, and he gets up on stage and he starts. He for some reason he calls everyone mutant radiation victims, <laughs> which uh. is like the what? Uh, and then Kelly's finishing her order because Sky's also the. Uh, like sort of bartender but it's a coffee shop yeah so like the barista and kelly's like whipped cream on my drink at which jack overhears because she said it too loud and he starts like roasting her and he's like oh a bunch of girls from beverly high hey eh? like oh what are you wearing too much makeup blah 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 <laughs> so th- so right off the bat this guy's hilarious <laughs> he's hilarious he knows what he's doing and brenda stands up work no problem yeah, yeah. brenda yeah. stands up and is like hey man don't make snap judgments that's pretty shitty or something and oh, he's God. like oh a heckleret emerges Oh, oh God! Yeah, Heckle and then is that Heckleret? Yeah, I don't know. I actually used that when I was trying to quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. Good guy. Nice. Get the mint flavor. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, so intense. is this like? I mean, this is in the this is 1990s. So this is like the middle of stand the up. 80s and yeah. 90s stand up boom. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Are they trying to capitalize on that? Is De- that a little? Their, yeah, for sure. Um, um, is he wearing a blazer? Does he have a tie? He's wearing like a jean jacket and some funky colored like undershirts. Okay, as long as oh, yeah, something yeah. Fun- oh, so he's like Mark Maron in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> so he calls, he calls her a hecklerette and is like, oh, you're a woman. Like, what did you try on? Like eight coats before you decided on that one or something? That's which is so like, true. They do that. Yeah. Oh, women wear but eight coats all the time. <laughs> she zings him back and he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I did. Just like you tried 50 jokes before you got that one or something. And I was like, hey, damn, pretty good uh, reversal. Know. Yeah, not bad. And then everyone claps about it, and so she's impressed the the uh, stand-up dude. Now right. it cuts back to like family board game night at their house with her parents and Brandon, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's like, and then I was like, hey, what, oh, what about your joke? And like uh, is just recounting the story. Yeah, and and then she says, man, performance-oriented coffee houses are really happening. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah, uh, that is a hell of a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kelly shows up at the door. Uh, she's here to see Brandon, and she's brought Donna. And Kelly says that she can help Brandon win votes. And Brenda says to Kelly that uh, she's like, yeah, well, what do you know about politics, Kelly? You switch to MTV when they come on TV. And so that upsets Kelly a little. And then yeah. now Andrea arrives for no reason, just walks in the house. And she gets really upset because Kelly is like, I'm going to help run Brandon's campaign. And so Andrea pulls Brandon aside and was like, Brandon, well, you know what? I'm really upset about this because the person who was supposed to run for president wasn't my friend. It was me. And I backed out because I'm scared that I would lose. And I thought that I could like get you to run and I would help you win. Yeah. So... 
Then Brandon invites everyone to stay at the house, but Brenda said that Sky invited her to some random stand-up sort of like performance event, mm-hmm. and uh, no one else wants to go. So Brenda's kind of upset. And she's like, "I guess Sky is too mature for you all," and stores off to the, the Fallout Club alone. Uh-huh. Uh, and Sky's there, and she's very happy to see her. Invites her to some other hip event. She's constantly inviting Brenda to these random events that I didn't write down, but they're all kind of like, "Oh, we're doing a protest. We're doing a like performance." Right. Uh, we're going but, to Lollapalooza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Sky talks about how she left home at 16 to drive across the country with her cousin. And then they went to Greece and ended up in Beverly Hills and talking about the how she was awakened to environmental causes. And Brenda's so impressed. And she's like, you've really lived, man. Uh, but Sky <laughs> says, oh, and Brenda's like, yeah, I should do that. I should leave high school and just have an adventure like you. And Sky's kind of like, well, don't don't drop out and then brenda kind of gets an idea and she's like well maybe i'll get both a boat best of both worlds at which point mm-hmm. she goes to school and uh, has somebody file her a high school equivalency form so that she can try and get her high school diploma early and then leave and go on an adventure so she goes home and tells her parents that she's going to do that like i'm going to take this test and uh, i'm going to go live my life and the parents are like really upset about that she's dropping out and brenda's like it's not dropping out it's getting your diploma early and at the fallout club they at the fallout club they talk about books and politics and i want to learn about real life stuff not school crap (laughs) and the parents are like no and then she's like you don't want me to live my life and storms out at which point the dad's like thank god brandon has his feet on the ground which i was like what oh my god (laughs) because i was just gonna say brenda's (laughs) really acting like brandon yeah (laughs) so now brandon has this idea for his uh campaign that he's gonna get uh food to feed the homeless with the surplus of extra extra surplus of cafeteria food and andrew is super on board but kelly is not and uh brenda reveals that she has her own campaign to quit school and she says it like that she's like yeah well i have my own campaign to go away <laughs> and brandon's like you can't do that you're nuts so nobody wants her to do that uh now we cut to school and there's all these uh, brandon posters around uh and brenda's getting like approached about it people are hey aren't you his sister blah 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 and she's upset about that but this little uh this little dude uh kind of a schlubby dude approaches her and, and is like aren't you uh aren't you brandon's sister and she's like i feel like ferris bueller's sister yeah and then uh brandon is approaching all these girls in the halls running for about running for president at the behest of kelly kelly goes to david silver and says we need a hot campaign video something sexy (laughs) do you have any unsolicited uh, footage of uh women's butts (laughs) well she wants a hot sexy campaign video starring brandon so uh, she goes to David Silver to get that. Yeah. Uh, and also to bribe him was like, oh, hoping afterwards, maybe after the victory party, I'll go on a date with you, David Silver, to sort of blackmail him. And he's like, all right. Oh, I'm starting to really feel sorry for David Silver. They do not treat him well. No, they know. don't. I mean, uh, he's mean to his grandparents, but yeah. Uh, so now that because he's such a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> that schlubby dude that was talking to Brenda turns out to be not somebody interested in Brandon. He's like, actually, no, I'm sick of politics. I'm not interested in talking about Brandon. Um, I was just coming over here to say hey. And she's trying to write jokes for the Fallout Club. Also, the boom mic comes into frame in this scene, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> fantastic. Ooh, wicked. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what a shamble. Kelly shows up for this, so this uh-huh. slubby guy leaves, and turns out his name is Michael. Michael Miller. And Kelly shows up uh, when he leaves, and very upset because he uh, because he was actually like a competition dude who's also running. 
Oh. He's like also going to run, and and uh, she's like, he was interested in talking to me, and Kelly's like, right, Brenda, grow up. <laughs> Nobody would ever want to talk to you. <laughs> So now Brenda's at the Fallout Club and she's pitching her material to uh, what's his name and a uh, Sky Jack I think it was Jack and uh, she's pitching this like really shitty material about like uh, politicians what's up with that or something and the Jack <laughs> guy's like you got to take your premise further like maybe their baby's like wow wow I'm a politician and I was like what, what? wow that is literally uh, uh, a Mister Show thing uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I've learned a lot today. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't just say politicians are crazy. You got to say that they're also babies. Yeah. So uh, I'm like it's halfway through comedy. my notes. Um, Look it up. <laughs> so now Sky's also like, well, I need someone to to look after my house, and the Jack dude doesn't want to. So Brenda says she would. Now we're now we see Brandon's video that David Silver did, and it's all like him surfing, him shirtless bodyboarding, playing basketball, throwing coats over his shoulder, like looking into the <laughs> camera, studying. Like at one point coats. he's helping David. <laughs> at one point he's helping David Silver's little friend on a computer. Uh, he's like jumping into a car. And then some of this footage seems like it's just footage from Night Beverly Hills 90210. Like yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah, like from previous from episodes. other episodes. <laughs> and David Silver is narrate is narrating the uh, video, and he goes, "Brand the man, he can deliver," <laughs> which is great. Brand the man, yeah, pretty good. Uh, Andrew- I assume David just already had this yeah. footage of Brandon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I just <laughs> got to string it together now. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, he just had that edited. Yeah. All <laughs> I've done a couple of them over the past couple of years. He can deliver, and then he added a campaign. <laughs> so, Andrea... <laughs> and, yeah, yeah it's, it used to say, a boner. Yeah. <laughs> Do me. A- Andrea's really upset about it because it doesn't say anything. It's just shots of him. And then, uh, so she's storming off. And here's another pop culture thing. So she's really upset. She's like, I gotta go. I'm gonna go grab a submarine sandwich and rent sexualized videotape. And that's it. She just leaves. Oh, uh, okay. So obviously that was a big movie at the time. They just sure. decided to work like, it in. Yeah, yeah. we been... we're aware of indie films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now Kelly stays with Brandon and is kind of like sort of like putting the moves on him. And he's like, Steve wouldn't like this. And then Brenda shows up, and uh, they're kind of like, Oh, well, Brenda's we're... not gonna like this. Yeah, <laughs> they were just Brenda's like, Brenda's really not gonna like yeah. this. And they were just like, Whoa, we were just talking about our campaign, and Brenda's like continue to play your little kindergarten games in your pretend world because I'm off to experience the real thing and leaves. Oh my god, she is Mark Maron. Yeah. <laughs> She's like... Yeah. Uh, so then I, they, I, know, I know about politics now. She tells the mom and dad about how she's going to move out because she's going to go move into the apartment that she's going to house it. And then there's a commercial break. Brand new boop, uh, some good music in this episode. Uh, now, so, Obviously. So now after the commercial, Brandon's using her room for the campaign already. And he's like, can't you guys, can't believe you guys just let her leave for three whole days. But it's nice to have some room in here. And Brenda is at that apartment. And so the parents are like, well, it's pretty close. We'll just drive by and check on her if we need to. So then we cut to Sky giving her the keys to this apartment, and she makes note of, you have to jiggle the lock to make sure it locks. Obviously, this is going to come back later. Oh. Now there's a big montage of her in the apartment because it's like a hip-like artist apartment with yeah. neon lights. and Yeah, and so she's in her pajamas, like, walking around trying on Sky's clothes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, easy. This is not I'm your house. go rent single white female and yeah. have a latte. <laughs> so now at school, there's more Brandon stuff. His video's playing on a little TV in the hall again. Kelly wants more work from David Silver. Like, I need you more to do more filming. And then Brandon's going around more canvassing to kids. Kelly is talking to Brandon. She's like, how can you wear that costume? Hippie witch is so out. It'll hurt Brandon's campaign because now she's kind of more and more dressed like boho, kind of like, oh, I'm a hippie at right. the co- performance coffee shop. And uh, they're upset. There's a lot of sort of like, Brenda, that's going to ruin his campaign as if it's like a, a thing. Yeah. Uh, and so now Brenda reveals that she can't come to the debate because this whole episode is now leading up to this big debate between uh-huh. him and the Michael guy. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, I got to feed Sky's fish. And uh, everyone's like, what? And she's like, you'll understand when you're older about real responsibilities. <laughs> like feeding fish. And trying on someone's clothes. And trying, yeah. Outfit. And single How? white femaleing people. Yeah. How many fish does she have? Like that three she or can't four. make it to something. Yeah. I'm going to be feeding these fish for several hours. Yeah. <laughs> but she goes to the house to feed the very fish. very hungry. She goes to the house to feed the fish and there's the, the doors open a crack. And she's like, oh, Sky, you're home early, but it's all gone. All of her stuff is gone, but then also oh. there's a guy in there, and she's like, oh, shit, it's the robber, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, look, I didn't see anything. I'll, I'm leaving. I don't have my glasses on. I don't know what you look like, and he's like, we don't need your permission to repossess these goodies, oh. and uh, leaves with a bunch of stuff, and uh, and then Jack shows up random, and uh, he's like, hey, man, at least all this all this stuff's gone, but at least, we, like, at least you're all right. You know, it wasn't like a robbery or whatever. And then he says, anyway, I brought this can of Franco-American spaghetti. Let's eat it. And he's like turning on the charm on her and stuff. And he's like, yeah. With a can of spaghetti? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, at least you're still here. Like, hey, all that stuff is gone, but you're safe. So I don't know. It's weird. He's trying to like charm her up, and he lights a smoke in the uh, in the kitchen for no reason. Uh uh, yeah, and so then they decide to cook a can of spaghetti uh, while he's smoking, and he's like, "Hey, man, we don't have to be the slaves to the power that be. We got this spaghetti, whatever, in our house." It's really weird. And then Kelly, this Donna, is freedom spaghetti, man. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly, Donna, and Steve, and the girl in orange show up, oh. and all of these other people, and Brandon shows up too. And it's like now they're having like a campaign party there, and, I ha- and they do not explain how this happened. Like, did Jack invite them, or did they just decide? Like, do they know where she is? I guess yeah. I have no idea. They just all show up, and then also David Silver comes in to film the party, and he's trying to interview Brand- Brenda. He's, she's uh, he's like, oh, your brother is running or whatever, and she freaks out uh, and tries to like takes the microphone and tells everyone to get out. But then Jack takes the microphone from her and tries to start being like a charming interviewer guy. Uh, even though Brenda's super upset. And then Kelly gets David to... She's like, go over there and set up Brandon's video because we need it now. And then her, him setting up the video overloads the power. And then everyone's like, we're out of here. We're going to the peach pit. You have the apartment from hell. Overloads the power? With one tiny TV. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then Brenda's, so Brenda's mad that they all just decided to like, ransack this apartment. And Brandon... Uh, this choice Brandon material is like, yeah, well, you could have been less self-absorbed and just offered us the apartment. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, at least so that we wouldn't have psycho, to break in and, and have a campaign a party. Shit. <laughs> such a dick. I hate him. It was crazy that he said that. Uh, I was like, excuse me? So they fight. Uh, uh, I'm trying to skip over some stuff here because I'm like halfway. 
so now it's debate day. Bran the man versus Mullet Michael, I like to call him. <laughs> uh, and then before the debate, they're talking, and he's like, you're real popular, Brandon. I have uh, never seen anyone mount a slicker campaign than you. And Brandon's like, well, no one's going to vote just because of the video. you got a lot going for you, Mike. All the activities, volunteer work, you're qualified. And Brandon talks about uh, how he had that idea for the cafeteria food and homeless people. And Mike's like, well, you should do that. But then they cut to the debate, and Brandon's like, rock bands in the cafeteria every Friday! Woo! <laughs> and then Mike is is like, what? Uh, do you have any kind of idea about what that needs to happen to do that? And Brandon's like, yeah, I'll contact the bands. Yeah. say come play well he's not wrong and also that is a better idea than his homeless people in the cafeteria well, and, then, and then mike is like well there's red tape involved and you need to do this and there's sign you need to like f- f- there's forms and stuff and brandon's like and he's like so do you actually even know and brandon's like uh not really and then this is the first of i'll mention this again in a bit but there's a lot of good overdubbing in this episode because you hear everybody in the audience like what what he doesn't under- what he's not he doesn't know how to do that what the fuck? <laughs> i'm not gonna vote for him <laughs> um and then brandon's like but you are qualified and that's one of the 50 reasons why you're more qualified and then there's a guitar solo on the soundtrack Ooh. And you run a more honorable campaign, and that's why I throw my support to you, Michael. And audience more sounds like, what? He's lost. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, later, Andrea is happy that he took the high road. David Silver approaches. uh, Was that his plan the whole time? To just concede? No, he just thought of it in the moment. Oh, okay. And then uh, David, uh, David Silver comes over to Kelly, and he's like, Kelly, I'm seeing something wet. Just you and me in my dad's hot tub. And Kelly's like, uh, no. I thought you were going to say, just you, me, and my dad. Yeah. <laughs> so wet. Uh, um, my dad's the one who's wet. <laughs> yeah. Now Brenda comes home and asks about the paper that she had to get out of high school. And the parents are like, we're not going to sign that. And she's like, I just asked where it was, you guys, and storms out. <laughs> and then the very mo- good Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then the, the mom and dad make a care package for her to send to the apartment, which just consists of a loaf of bread. Uh, and a bag of Doritos. And, and a now, note that says, fuck you. Yeah. Good <laughs> Enjoy your Dorito sandwiches, you bitch. Yeah. And then uh, Brenda goes to the empty apartment and finds Sky, and she's all curled up in the corner. And Sky reveals that the family crisis she had to leave town for, uh, that she needed a house sitter for, was that she just needed money from her parents. And she starts talking about how tough it is in the real world. Even though she has a job that stip, uh, tips from starving artists at the uh, follow club don't pay the bills. And Brenda, and that she should probably leave. And Brenda's like, you're not getting me rid of me that easy. And offers her some food. At which point they go back to the follow club. And I'm almost done now. Brenda's at the follow <laughs> club. She goes on stage, dressed kind of like a hip uh, stand-up person. Yes. Starts talking about the test she was going to take to get out of high school. Trying to uh, take her test. And, and, and how she was going to drop out and see the world. And then stuff about like her parents and how they reacted. And there's just so much sounds from the soundtrack of people in the audience that you don't see. Yeah. Going like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's true. Her parents are bitches. Yeah, yeah. No, well, well, she's like, you think my parents would be like mad about it or whatever? Well, they were nice to me. And everyone laughs. And I'm like, they weren't nice to you. And I don't know why that's funny if they were. <laughs> Uh, and then she's like, you know what, being... Yeah, oh she's God. right, parents can be nice. Yeah, and then she's like, being on your own, you know, it's about being your own person, and people in the audience are like, yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah. 
It's the it does not fit the stuff like I was listening to it on headphones and it's amazing the stuff they dubbed in there. I cannot wait. I'm gonna watch this episode. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's is... like, she's like, you know what? I found me right up here on stage, oh. and I'm not gonna drop out. And then everyone in the no. audience in the overdubs like, nice, yeah, that's better, yeah, yeah, yeah good job, <laughs> yeah. So now the parents are happy, and uh, her friends are all there, and she's like, how'd you know to come? And the friends are like, safety in numbers. And then now Sky is really happy that she found herself on stage and found her talent. And uh, asks for what for... is her talent? Recapping the episode, yep. <laughs> yep. in front of a live audience. Just yeah, not funny or anything. Hey, just listen, saying I it. think there's a lot of validity in that. Uh, yeah, uh, recapping an episode in front of yeah. people. <laughs> listen, it's oh, high art. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's <laughs> that's true. It's listen, because uh, it's not it's, it's not easy to do. Yeah, no. yeah, you have to take a lot of notes. You have to take uh, a lot of notes. Yeah, yeah you yep. have Netflix. You got to yep. watch an episode of 90210 <laughs> at work yeah. when you should be doing other things. So now. Uh, Sky gets the high school equivalency test from Brenda, and she's like, I'm going to take my high school test. And I was like, I didn't know that was the thing you needed to do. Uh-huh. I guess she did say she dropped out. but oh. um, So now Brenda goes home, back into her room for good now, and a great thing happens at the end here. The denouement. Brandon comes in. Brandon comes in there to Brenda's room, and uh, he's like, I'm here to talk. I'm jealous. You had a cool experience in a new apartment, and you found your talent. And Brenda, plus you got all those sweet Dorito sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you got to try on a bunch of coats, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you lost someone's entire life uh, and all of their things in their apartment. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And then Brenda is like, "Well, you walked away from the Oval Office," and he goes, "But I learned something." And she's like, "What's that?" And he goes, "I loved having the bathroom to myself." And she says, "Well, those days are over." <laughs> <laughs> And then the music starts coming up like it's like your it's like your music for sitcom cage match. It's like <laughs> and then and then while the music is getting louder, she's like, "Well, how about your autograph?" And there's this huge, big, dumb Brandon face poster on the wall, and he draws a mustache on it, and they share a huge laugh over the like music. And then it fades out. Good golly! Yeah. Okay. Oh God, I'm sorry. That was so long. That's fine. Don't apologize. Woo! Never. Yeah. Never apologize. Never. For how long? Nine hundred two one zero is. Nope. That it's it's a great episode. Oh, you yeah. gotta see it. Especially, Jesus. I I do. Yeah, especially uh, for all the over like where watch it really loud and you'll hear everybody and they're like, what do you say? What drop? What drop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, very good. Well, oh, okay. All right. Let's get into Let's get into this real match. quick here. All right. Okay. Play the song, guys. Oh my god, I love it. You that did song. a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh every week we put two TV dads in a fight to the death inside a Thunderdome. Yep. To find out That's who the most do. murderous TV dad is. Uh this week uh we have what's his name? Henry Stratton or something like that? Henry, uh where's my thing? Edward Stratton. Edward Stratton. From Silver Spoons. Yep. Going up against uh Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Uh I was uh, I watched Silver Spoons a lot when I was a kid, but I don't remember it at all 
But yeah. I did watch some Silver Spoons to get ready for this. Right. And I, I watched Malcolm in the Middle. I, I dislike Malcolm in the Middle on the sole fact that it makes people think they might be giants or a ska band. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. they did. And the also, theme. that right. song is terrible. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, they also did the uh, theme for The Daily Show, though. And uh, yeah, they stuff, did, yeah. which is yeah. fucking great. Really good. Uh, I would have thought, actually, that you uh, that you were a fan. No, like, I, I saw some episodes of this. You were, you're, I, like, age-appropriate. Yeah, I was yeah. age-appropriate. Yeah. And I do remember, I feel like there was some stuff about the show that I liked. I didn't watch it a lot, but I do remember yeah. kind of admiring that it went for a super wacky yeah. kind of, like, I watched a bit of it, and I'm like, this is not terrible yeah i, I think it's it a actually, little misguided it's a little handled the wrong way but there's quality to it most of the i think it might get to a point where it becomes sort of like the right amount of like yeah. it's almost yeah, like yeah, yeah. like scrubs started and it was super funny but then it got to a really good place and then went too far right. i feel like it's one of those yeah shows. yeah sure. scrubs became a, a i don't know i was never that big into that show but malcolm no. in the middle always seemed like uh, i just I, I never liked the kids no yeah. i didn't no, like no. any of those kids no. and it's all focused on those kids yeah. right. like i don't mind jane kasmerston sure and uh, i love brian cranston yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, I was like, no, eh. the kid, the Malcolm kid. Anyway, the, uh, in the first couple episodes, I, I only watched a bit of season one. I was like, you know what? I I know why they yeah. cast him and right. Senator. He's he's very good. Yeah, that kind Freddy of precocious, likable kid. Yeah, Okay, so let's see what weapons these dads have. Oh yeah, and then we'll talk about what they're like. Okay, so Edward Stratton has the chainsaw. Ah, damn it! I was hoping he would get his special, get the special thing. Yeah. Because he definitely would have been uh, riding into the ring on a little train. Goddamn right he would be. Yeah. Okay, let's see if the chainsaw works. Three or lower, no. Four or higher, yes. No. It oh. does not work. What no. can be used as a balloon instrument? Okay, and how from Malcolm in the Middle his weapon will be? Five, the big hammer. Okay. Okay. Now, it's these are both essentially, I think hammer. we said this last uh, uh, last episode, these are essentially both just overgrown children. Yeah. Yes, they're both really, well, okay. Edward Stratton is incredibly stupid. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Phenomenally stupid. Yeah. Based on the Silver Spoons episodes that I watched yeah. this week. I think that was always the thing. But I think I think it was always supposed to be like he, he, childlike wonder. Like, right. Um, but it comes off as like... supposed to be sweetly retarded. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't know how he's functioning on his own. <laughs> uh, did anyone watch any Silver Spoons? I didn't. Uh, not since I used to. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, yeah, because I really didn't remember too much. I, didn't, I was like, oh, yeah, so he's supposed to be the big dummy, and the kid is like... Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and he has there. We got some pictures. Of yeah, him. He's, he just yeah. looks like a dumb fucking idiot. Like who puts his <laughs> baseball cap over his hairdo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hangs down underneath the cap. Yeah, just, yeah. he just fuck, fuck you. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, Hal is just sort of like pretty detached. Yeah, and just sort of off in his own world. I feel like world. he's a lot of sort of reacting to the craziness of his family. It's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I can't believe this is happening kind of stuff. Or but a whole lot of like it happens also, around him and yeah. he's rather read his paper and yeah. like it but, doesn't affect him. But I feel like he also gets into some crazy hijinks as well. Like I feel like... He does, uh, I think so later, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like he becomes sort of one of the kids. Yeah. I oh feel yeah, like. he's very childlike. Yeah. Now... Okay, so how how do we see this fight going down? So we have two childlike men with very powerful weapons. Yeah, right. Um, I feel like Edward Stratton is not even going to comprehend what is going on. No, he's a dumb dumb. He's so, so stupid. So he uh, he's just standing there with a chainsaw making chainsaw noises. <laughs> yeah, and um, and now Hal from Malcolm in the Middle on Wikipedia is described as an inept but caring father and completely dependent on Lois. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. That sounds about right. So without Lois, he's pretty much nothing. Yeah. 
Okay. So I don't know what that's going to mean here. I, I feel, feel like, like he, I feel like we're it's gonna it's like ha- two monkeys like it's like or like the beginning of two thousand and one where yeah. the monkey has the bone is kind of like this means something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel the like dad they're going to be the standing, end of a talking cat. Yeah, they're going to be standing like right next to each other, holding their weapons, looking at each other and the weapons, and not yeah. quite putting together what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Edward Stratton's making uh, chainsaw noises. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Hal is probably amused by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure, he's yeah. maybe clapping along. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he's got a big hammer. Yeah, but I think ultimately he knows. See, it's hard for me to picture Brian Cranston anymore without picturing Walter White. It's true. So I mean, I and and later. Seasons Walter White, I feel like he's just going to go in and fucking murder somebody. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's not him. No, it's, uh, it's Hal. It's Hal. Yeah. Uh, so, so you you don't think Silver Spoons is going to do anything? And I feel like, yeah, like how's well, not gonna... you know I think what? Maybe, I, perhaps it goes this way. Perhaps uh, all Silver Spoons is such a dumb child like uh, buffoon that he thinks it's just playtime. I yeah. think this is what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So he's making the he's making the noises. He doesn't even bother to try to turn the fucking thing. No, yeah. it doesn't no. work anyway. Yeah. He doesn't bother to try to turn it on anyway because he's just playing. Yeah. yeah. And he likes making the brum yeah, yeah, yeah. noises. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he so he starts and running around. Hal uh, is so inept, and Lois isn't there to kind yeah. of keep him straight. He thinks it's on for real. <laughs> he thinks it's for real. Yeah. The, yeah. the chainsaw is on. He's like, oh fucking chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where's Lois? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Because he can't do anything except for he starts running around away from. Uh, from uh, do you want to get super cartoony and he runs away from him and goes all the way around <laughs> <laughs> like up on the roof up yeah, on the roof yeah, and then yeah, back yeah. around that bumps yeah, yeah. into the back of silver they spoon. are on Absolutely. the little strappy things right yeah like, yeah, yeah sure. they can bounce around they're gonna they're gonna love that so he runs, oh yeah so, so he, they're delighted by that yeah, yeah he runs around and goes all the way around with his stretchy things and then bumps into the right back into the back into of the silver back spoons of, yeah uh, what is that spoons. what does that do to him does he fall what no well I think what happens is he's very surprised then or. Uh well yeah because he bu- like, he bumps into the go? back of it and he knocks down silver spoons <laughs> yeah yeah so silver spoons like falls down and he yeah. with his uh, uh chainsaw and maybe skins his knee or something yeah oh so maybe he's Ouch. a little like yeah like, yeah he, he's a little like oh like, hey wait a minute yeah, yeah you're playing rough yeah Why did you yeah. do that and so he so, pushes he gets what does he get up and pushes he's like you can't play rough yeah I think he gets up and pushes him but I don't know I feel like every attack in this um. And this fight has to be incidental. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I but feel, I feel like, but when two kids are like fucking yeah, around with each other, each then other. one of them's going to do something a little too hard. A little yeah. aggressive. So they yeah. have like a, the back, the classic back and forth. Yeah, thing pushy. Like, push you, you push me. And then, then that person's like, well, I'll push you. And you push me. And it gets yeah. harder right. and harder yeah. and harder. And I think that what's going to happen is eventually Hal is just going to hit him in the head really hard with this hammer. Yeah. Okay. Because he yeah. doesn't even realize he has it. No, no. And then, so he's going to, then Stratton's going to drop to the ground. Like maybe one of his eyes is twitching or looking yeah. in the wrong direction. He's oh ble- yeah, because the ble- other way. bleeding from his ears and his mouth, kind of thing. You know, like there's, there's some wrong. internal shit going. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. But now he's like, oh shit, what have I done? My yeah. wife isn't here. Uh, uh, not, I gotta hide the I'm body. I'm supposed yeah. to kill yeah. people <laughs> when my wife's not here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, he sees so, the chainsaw. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just chops him up. I think he's got to cut him up and tries to bury him in the middle of Thunderdome. Like yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So he before his wife gets home and right. finds yeah. the murdered. But there's man nothing. Child. There's nothing to bury this chopped up man yeah. under. So he just puts the hammer and the uh, chainsaw on top Over of a pile of guts. Yeah. yeah. 
thinking this will distract people from seeing his pile of guts. Yeah, uh, wait, did he, how how did he become a pile of guts? Chopped them up with the chainsaw. With, bits. But the chainsaw doesn't work. He sawed very slowly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It took a long time. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. So. Well, I admire his commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And somebody had to kill Edward Stratton. I was while I was watching Silver Spoons. I'm like, no fucking way <laughs> is this guy going through? He is too stupid to be alive. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, good enough. Yeah, uh, do so what do we got? Oh, you know what? We got uh, we got a pretty good one next week. Uh, we have uh, Henry Rush. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm yeah. excited for this. Okay. <laughs> Who's Henry Rush? Uh, Henry Rush. Hold on. Let me get all my stuff together here. Henry Rush. <laughs> Why don't I say his name a couple times? Henry. Yeah, say it again. Henry. Say it again and I'll know who he is. Rush is Ted Knight. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. From Too Close for Too Comfort. Too Close for Comfort. Uh, and Caddyshack. That's right. I uh, hate Ted, Ted Knight Knight's. is awesome. What? I hate Ted I love He's Ted great Knight. great in Caddyshack. Yep. He's great. I loved him on, I watched the hell out of Too Close for Comfort. I hope he He's gets a, curmudgeon. a special thing. He's an angry guy. Yeah. And he's going up against Archie Bunker. Yeah. Oh, man. And you know what? I oh, think, yeah. I think his anger might get him too close for comfort oh Absolutely. my god to Archie Bunker mm-hmm. uh, I think if he does get his special power his special power will definitely be Jim J. Bullock yeah <laughs> there's no question about that holy yeah. moly alright that's next week <laughs> awesome yeah uh, watch some of those shows and uh, mm-hmm. come back for the oh, fight also we didn't say while we were in the King, King Ring next week uh, Casey and I will review the stand. The stand. Okay. We're, gonna, yeah. we're, we're, down, we're the getting two. into the, the bag heavies. of bones took all the fun out of this thing yeah, even though yeah. there's now, a, a puke tree but yeah yeah we okay. could possibly do some spinoffs of the uh, of some of the other stuff, like some of the the shows, maybe. Mm. Uh, what shows? Golden Wait, Years. Oh, Golden yeah, Years. Right. That's, not, like, that's uh, not a ton of episodes. It's no? only like seven. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Because I might, I was kind of have a weird interest in that show for some reason. All right. Well, may, maybe we'll. Uh, uh, you know what? Stay tuned. We'll see what yeah. we do next week. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, Yes. Fuck you, listeners. <laughs> you yeah. fucking pieces of Thanks shit. Thanks for listening to our two hour and ten minute episode. <laughs> Fuck you, oh you bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> Holy Jesus. So um, long. Yeah, if you want to find more of us, uh, if you listen to two hours of us and want more, you can go to <laughs> modernsuperior.com. All of our stuff is on there. You can find more Time Bandits, and uh, you can find all of the other shows of Modern Superior. Faculty of Horror, Drink Along, Two Turntables and a Bottle of Wine, tons of stuff on there. Mm. Do Over, lots of stuff. Or you can follow us at facebook.com slash synwpc or twitter.com slash synwpc. And that's how you do it. Now. So, as always, see you next Wednesday, Internet. Goodbye, Ruskies. And fuck Gene. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.